Morning, team. Trust you well. Nice to be company. Actually, I'm going to break with, with tradition. I don't normally answer a technical question first off on the programme, but I thought we, we've just had one in, and I think it's actually easier to sort it out now from Helen, who's got a question for Darren later, but as he's, he's not, he is in later, but he, he's not very well at the moment. So I thought if I take one question away from him, that'll be easy. This is one uh, from Helen. says, when I press the, uh, is it the zero key on the laptop? At, sorry, uh, this appears with thing. I've had the computer, the speech mark. I've had the computer, some technical, as you know. I've had the computer for three weeks, and until yesterday, there was not a problem. Have I inadvertently entered a code which has changed my keyboard layout? You need to change to UK. You're an American at the moment, so it's your keyboard layout. So you go on to, go on to start, and from start, you click on, you're going on to, what we go, control panel. When you get to control panel... You'll see things come up along the top, and you're looking for regional and language options. Click on that. Click on languages, and uh, it will then give you uh, the details on there. So to view or change the language. Then you go on, and you'll see English, UK, United Kingdom. That's the one you click on. You click on OK, and uh, that should all be fine. There you go. How simple was that this morning? Darren is now sitting at home saying, well, I'm now redundant. There's no point. The Allen boy can answer these questions. So that it's the at kit. So what you need to do is changing language. You need to change from American and put it onto the British. There you go, Helen. Sorted you out first thing this morning. How cool is that? Trust you well. Uh, we also cannot get the uh, Christmas toy. We're desperately trying to find the oink oink hamsters, which we can't find at the moment. They're, they're out there somewhere. Apparently it's the must-have toy for Christmas. Although I'm telling you, years ago, there was a shop in the high street, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, it's called a pound shop. And they had oink oink hamsters. And what it was, and I saw one in a shop the other day. It's a hamster, but it doesn't look like a hamster. It looks like a, um, I promise you, I, I had a hamster. Hamsters are little small cuddly things. Cuddle this thing, you could short out the neighbourhood. And it's got a motor in it, and what it comes, it either comes with a ball, which you put together, and then it runs around the ball. Well, I'm sure that somewhere in one of my cupboards at home, I've got one of the originals of these, because you are listening to the boy who buys everything. And I think I've got it, but it was never called a go-go hamster. I don't know what it was called, but I'm sure I've got one, because I've also got Furbies. I must have about six or seven Furbies sitting in cupboards at home. And I'm pretty certain I've got a go-go hamster, because you put it in the ball and apparently it amuse... Have you got a cat, Joe? I can't remember if you've got a cat. Yeah, so it would amuse a cat, you see. Cats would sort of watch this going round the kitchen, you know, in this ball or round the garden in their case. I don't actually have a proper fitted kitchen at the moment. It's just a couple of cupboards tacked to the wall. And, um... Because I've got carpet in my kitchen, which people tell me is terribly unhygienic. But, frankly, I've not died of anything up until now. Uh, the one thing I do have for you this morning is... is a how-low. Now, it's not just any old how-low, as they say. This is a how-low, especially for you, because it finishes at 11 o'clock this morning. And as the time is only seven minutes past eight, and I've had about two hours sleep, believe you me, you need to go for this one quickly. Because it is, and we've waited for it for a few weeks, a Sony Vio laptop. OK? A Sony Vio laptop. Not only is it a top-performing laptop, looks great as well. It's got 250 gigabytes of hard drive. Biggest one we've had so far. That's more than enough room to do photos and documents and music and all singing, all dancing. So 250 gigabytes of hard drive. You want it? You really, really do. I'll tell you what you want, what you really, really want. You want the Steve Allen Sony Vio laptop. So the person with the lowest unique bid will win... The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. We're bringing the hammer down at 11 o'clock this morning. To play, you text Steve, Sutter Ever Air, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble 821. So, to bid £1.80, you text Steve, 
and send that to treble 821. It's nice, isn't it? Competition ends, as I say, at 11 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. No fibbing, please. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And uh, good luck, because I hope it's you. Uh, poor old Louise had a swine flu vaccination on Friday. Now, remember I had my swine flu vaccination and I said I had no side effects whatsoever. Nothing. Uh, I had a sore arm, but that's quite usual after an injection. And um, Louise says I'm in my late 40s. Same as me. Don't smoke, rarely drink. Kind of similar to me. Uh, work out at the gym four to five days a week. That's where the path is veering off, I'm afraid. Generally in robust good health. Yesterday morning awoke fine. An hour later, overcome with muscle aches all over my body, which came progressively worse. Then the fever, general malaise, joint pain, particularly to my knees and fingers. And that's when I crawled out of bed. The pain, excruciatingly awful. Couldn't leave my bed all day. And for someone with a very high threshold for discomfort and pain, was close to taking myself to hospital with these symptoms that came completely out of nowhere. The more I thought about it, the more my conviction was it was a reaction to the vaccine. Ha-ha. Of course, you did have the vaccine on Friday the 13th. Not that that means anything. Today I am better, thank goodness. Visited the local pharmacist saying to him, I know you may think I'm paranoid, but I'm convinced it was a reaction. And he responded that initially they were told the adverse reaction to the H1NI vaccine was immediate, but since they were phoned and informed, it was more like 14 days for reaction. I was just eight. It was seriously unpleasant. Nothing at all for me. Isn't that funny? I think we put it down to the fact that because I'm on so much other medication, it might have counteracted it. So, in other words, I'm probably not not protected against swine flu at all. But uh, I only had the sore arm, uh, and that lasted about two or three days. And that was just a bit of an ache, because you'd had an injection, probably the same as if you were a kid and it, uh, you'd had the injection. But because I spent most of my life injecting, it was probably... I didn't get any side effects. And believe you me, I was well prepared for it. I'd rushed to the chemist, and I'd, I'd made sure that I've got some, uh, some paracetamol and things like that. So I was, all, I was all ready, and nothing happened. I was almost a bit disappointed, I'm afraid. <laughs> Not that you should be in things like that. So uh, apologies to everybody who actually gets side effects. Steve, there are still pound shops. Ha-ha! <laughs> Joyce says, where did you get the Des O'Connor DVD? Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Got it in uh, on, uh, on Amazon. Excellent. George says, well done. You are perfect. You're the new IT guy. Ha-ha! <laughs> Jimmy says, the other day you spoke of a film where an angel comes to Earth. It's called The Bishop's Wife. The Bishop's Wife. And um, Jan says, Is it you who keeps voting for Jordan? I cannot tell a fib, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot tell a fib. I've never voted once for Jordan. But it's so funny. The other day she said, um, it's, it's not personal. And one of the critics said, Are you stupid? Of course it's personal. That's why the whole country is voting for her. The whole country is voting for her to suffer. And that's what she's gone in there for. I mean, if she went in there seriously... This is Jordan, known as Katie Price, known as the ex-Mrs. Peter Andre, known as that dreadfully boring, tedious old bag who blights everybody's life and everything she does and says and has sold every aspect of her life. Why she should, um, you know, not enjoy all the Bush Tucker trials. To be honest with you, as long as she's on the front page, she's quite happy. If she's not on the front page, or friends of hers... I noticed the other day, I turned on Channel 5 very briefly, because they have a ghastly chat show every day of the week with Melinda Meisinger and some bloke in the middle who can barely string two words together, and somebody who might or might not have been on The Apprentice at some point in their rather dismal little career. And Melinda Meisinger, who's got one of the worst voices in the entire... Wang, wang, wang. Melinda Meisinger. From... from uh, where is she from? Swindon. God help us. 
All she does. Dreadful. Overmade up. I tell you, she is the classic example of if ever they were going to make whatever happened to Baby Jane, she's it. She could be the Betty Davis character without any makeup whatsoever. And so they proudly informed us on this dreary little programme that uh, they were going to be having on one of Jordan's best friends. I thought, oh, who will this be? Surely not Michelle Dreary, I'm still not working Heaton. I thought, it can't be one of the gay boys. Yes, on he came. Yes, it was her makeup artist. And there he was, doing an impression of Julian Clary, wearing more makeup than Melinda Meisinger, and sitting there and droning on in his tedious little voice, and obviously desperately trying to catch sight of himself on a camera. I've never seen anybody who looked more Botoxed or made up in my entire life. In fact, if it hadn't actually become animated, I seriously thought I was watching a ventriloquist dummy. It was very tedious. But anyway, there he was, droning on about how the media pick on Jordan. No, Jordan has sold every aspect of her life. There's no pick- You don't need to pick on her. She is that ghastly person. We know she is. Because we all had to put up with it, and that's why Pete dumped her. And, of course, ever since then, she's just gone on and on and on and on about it. To the point of boredom. But now the good news is that her rather camp boyfriend, who cross-dresses her as a woman, although, frankly, I don't know any women who actually look like they do when he dresses up. A little bit scary. And uh, he's going to go out there and he's going to propose to her. Thank God. Take her off the market. Keep her at home. She, of course, should be quite worried. So, hope word filters back. He's using you. He's using you. You know, one of these days she might actually find somebody who actually has a job and does something properly and doesn't take advantage, because that, but that's all she can get. She can only get people, I'm afraid, who, uh, who want to take advantage of her. Except, uh, I mean, even to a certain extent, poor old Pete. And all those in Camp Pete, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, uh, Camp Pete are there voting for her because we love watching her suffer. And she loves the attention, so it makes no difference to her. She's being paid more than anybody else in, in there. Although the big question is, I'm sorry to say this because it grieves me. It really grieves me. Can somebody explain why ITV are willing to spend £350,000 on Jordan and yet will not spend under £10,000 to get some hair for Declan Donnelly? Because, frankly, it's getting embarrassing every week. I've got more hair myself. And every, all they've got to do, get a comb over, get a spray, do something. But don't let this poor boy suffer. It's very embarrassing. We know he's going out with that girly from Sky Television, and she's doing quite well on the back of it. Probably on the front as well, I shouldn't wonder. Brian says, uh, Iris told me she feels sorry for Jordan in the jungle. I said, I'll tell Steve about you. <laughs> and Mark says, I went to see Harry Brown last night. Excellent performance by Sir Michael Caine. It made me feel really angry on how it reflects on society today. Doesn't everything... I spent all last night talking about how it used to be. I've decided I've now got to be middle-aged. I've now started complaining about daft things. You know, silly things that really, really get... Yes, I've only just started complaining. I've, I've hard... I mean, up until now, this point in my life, I've, I've been a fairly cheerful soul. Always looked on the bright side of life. Been very positive about things. And yet, all of a sudden, you know, a night out at a hotel in London, and I've become bitter, twisted, you know, mad as a March hare. But I have got a personal letter from Michael Widder. So there you go. Not many of you can say that. Calm down, dear. It's only a radio programme. Because every day, Michael Widder's fiancé gets up and tells him all about the programme and tells him how funny I was. Michael, of course, who's probably on tablets, sleeps through the entire show, so we're going to try and get him a podcast subscription. <laughs> But he has threatened to come in on In Conversation. If, if he doesn't appear, I have been threatened with a severed horse's head in my bed. I'd like to see anybody try and get in my flat, although in Michael Winner's case, try and get back out again, matey. <laughs> it's been many a year. OK, it's uh, quarter past eight, and it's uh, The Travel with James Worley. Thanks very much, Steve. The Clockwise M. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. I trust you well this morning. I'm feeling in a fairly chipper mood. 
because the weather was terrible. When I got up this morning, I looked out the door, I thought, oh, it's tipping down. Typical blooming November weather. And then by the time we got to Leicester Square, at the moment, it's actually quite bright. And I thought to myself, if I had the car, but I haven't got the car, otherwise I'd have gone up to the Winter Wonderland Fair and had a look around, because I like to see what rides they've got this year. Best to buy your tickets in advance if you're going up there. Because otherwise, it's, it's quite expensive. But I just fancy going, I'm getting a toffee apple or something. I don't know, anything like that. I bought three last year and I made them last a month. Three toffee apples. <laughs> you only get that toffee on toffee apples. I've never seen it anywhere else. The only time I tried to make toffee apples some years ago, my, it, my toffee came out all dark brown and horrible looking. And it's supposed to be that, that crackle toffee that you can see through and you can see the apple. I quite, I quite fancy some of that now, actually. Mind you, my driver and I were chatting away this morning. We were talking about food. And all I'm doing, I'm sitting there thinking, I could just eat a lamb curry or a mut- or just anything, really. A la- or a beef curry or a beef Chinese, anything at all. And perhaps some sweet and sour chicken, sweet and sour pork. Or failing that, just a toffee apple. But not candy floss. Isn't that odd? Not candy floss. But I had a great time last night. I went to the Magic Circle Awards Banquet 2009. Because, as you know, the president... The lovely Jack Delvin was there with his even lovelier wife, Rosemary. We had a re- it was a really, really nice time. I had to take Daryl Rose, my friend, because the wife kicked him out for the night. So I took him. And we had a really, really nice time. Bumped into loads of people. And it was just lovely. And we had cabaret and there was food. And then there was dancing. I omitted the dancing bit. I decided the dancing wasn't good. And we had to eat. I'll run through that. I like telling you what, what food they're offering at these banquets. This one was at the uh, Holiday Inn in Bloomsbury. We had smoked salmon with a dill creme fraiche and potato fart, it says here. And I've got no idea what that is. Perhaps it's something different. Then we had winter vegetable soup, which was very nice. We thought it was potato and... What do we think it was, Rosemary? Potato and... It wasn't leek. It was something like that. It was a... Ve- and it was... Uh, what do you have glazed with honey at crisp parsnips? We thought it was that and parsnips. Then there was lamb rump. A little bit underdone for me. I quite like my meat well done. He said, I don't like it if it looks as though it's still able to move. And this looked like it was still able to move. But then for dessert, and I only had one mouthful because it was enough, the caramel pecan cheesecake with the toffee sauce and whipped cream. Well, I had to look for my whipped cream because I think it had been whipped to non-existence. It was quite small, but it was very good. And then we had the toasts and um, Jack Delvin did a lovely speech. First time, I think we've all been nervous about doing anything like that. All performers, all doing things. Jack did his speech, very good indeed. I stood up and thought, I wish I put the mic on a stand. And then we had uh, fantastic cabaret. In fact, the cabaret I thought was very good. But out of all the people performing, I think it was Scott Penrose who, who walked away with it for the night, who was very, very good indeed. Very, very, very good. So if ever you're going to book anybody, Scott Penrose would be the man. Doves. Doves. Very good indeed. Very, very good. And uh, there was the Phil Phillips Orchestra and... Uh, Table Magic was arranged by Michael Carr, so all the tables got a magician to go around, and I know there's some LBC listeners there. Well done to, uh, to Alan Jackson, who's got a charming wife. Absolutely charming. She's only about this big, little tiny lady, but really, really lovely. And uh, David Ball as well, and, uh, and the Astras, who always do very well, who always do very well, and Alan Astra, and his lovely wife, well done. And everybody there, Roy Marsh and Kevin, and all the people. It was really, really good night, so thank you very much indeed. And I promise to mention as many people as I can throughout the programme. We can do it. As I say, I'm, I'm going to treasure my letter from Michael Winner. He sent me in a card as well, a Christmas card. And he says, um, it says here, I'm also enclosing my Christmas card, which is as vulgar as any card you will ever get. It actually doesn't, it, it doesn't look, it's got a nice picture of Michael on the front. 
in a very nice place, which could be Cannes, I suspect, which is actually fairly vulgar. Because, but the trouble is, I like cards with people who they're from on the front. Biggins's card every year is always of him on the front with Neil, and they're always, it's always wherever he's doing pantomime. But I've never had a Michael Winner card before. He says, but unless I get onto your Sunday interview programme, my fiancé will leave me, and more importantly, will decline to return the engagement ring. Michael, consider it a date for some time this week, OK? Or failing that, just bring the fiancé in on the ring. OK, we'll take it from there. I think she knows what we're talking about. Uh, another Christmas card. This one was, oh, very kind indeed, from Ray of Wood- Woodford Green. Ray, thank you very much indeed for the, uh, for the DVDs. Very good. And thank you very much indeed for all the- I can't wait to watch these this afternoon. Absolutely fantastic. She says, hope you have a smashing Christmas. I hope so. I hope so. I'm hoping it's going to be very good, but I'm afraid, unfortunately for LBC listeners, you're going to suffer this year because I'm here every day. I can only apologise in advance. But he sent me in some DVDs. Mitzi Gaynor, Razzle Dazzle, The Special Years. Kathy Kirby, My Story, with some startling revelations. And Dusty Springfield, Once Upon a Time. 20 complete performances, plus Scylla Black. Thank you very much indeed, from 64 to 76. People very kind this time of year, sending in some really nice things. Terry Seabrook uh, found um, a playbill for a guy called Steve Allen who was on at the Alex Theatre, which is in Glendale, and it's the Steve Allen who was the television performer. But the link is, A, we both share the same name. Secondly, the person who looked after him was a guy called... Oh, sorry, it was a woman guy. A woman called Lynette Chapel. Now, Lynette Chapel went on to be the featured lady in all the Secret and Roy Magic shows. So he, he passed this on to me, so I've kept it. Just shows how expensive things were back in 2001. They were still charging £43 to go... $43, sorry, to sit in the front of the theatre. But well worth every penny, as they say. Noreen says, Do you or any of your listeners have any idea what time the lights come on in Oxford Street? Don't forget, we're out in the sticks. Haven't seen them for 25 years, so we thought we'd come up. When I came through this morning, they were on. Now, they can't have gone on for that. They must have been on from the night before. I reckon they probably go on at about... Five-ish? Something like that. I would think the moment it gets five-ish, we're all, you know, most of the boys think five is about the right time. So, uh, but um, um, if we find out before the end of the programme, you will hear it first. She says, go to see the searchers tonight at Dunstable. Gosh, you must be their biggest fan, I should imagine. So lots of love to you and uh, Brian as well. Uh, Dawn. Oh, well done. On Thursday afternoon, I tweeted, don't let my glad expression give you the wrong impression. And that was taken from... Actually, the only reason I love this tune is because we were going to Germany at the time and it was playing on the radio. And every time it came on, I said to my dad, turn the radio up. And all all, all I'll tell you that the the hook line that runs all the way through, it goes, dum, 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 dum. You know what it is, don't you? It's, it's, oh dear, hopeless next door. Dum, 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 dum. Dum, dum. I've forgotten how it goes down myself. But anyway, one of the lines is, don't let my glad expression give you the wrong impression. Because really I'm sad. Sadder than sad. Tears for clown. Well done. There you go. Gary gets the box of chocolates for today. Woo! <laughs> Unfortunately, of course, it's just in our mind. The war there wasn't a prize a minute ago. So, well done. As always, Dawn knows it. She's, she was at an Ivy Rise gig on Thursday. Didn't get to bed till 1am. Listen to your show on Friday, and John Warrington had me laughing out loud here at what he said about Paolo Nattini on Children in Need. <laughs> he said he sang like he had a broken back because he'd been stepped over all the time. Typical Paolo, now 22, and I've been going to his gig since he was 17. Usually sings with his eyes closed. 
Actually, you know what John Warrington and I are going to do? In a few weeks' time, we're going to leave here on a Friday morning and we're going to get the Eurostar and go to Lille and do a Christmas market. Because it, it's, it's only about an hour and a half away and we thought we'd do that. And then John said we, we, we can stay overnight in a hotel. I then put the phone down and called the police. God, something like any of that kind of business. Thank you very much indeed. I'm 38 years old. I don't mess around at my time of life. Listen, you don't whiz me away to a Christmas market and a, a, we'll stay in a hotel for the night. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, thank you very much indeed for that. As always, there is a, a YouTube of Paolo singing Candy at Wilton's Musical seven months ago. It's on YouTube. It's now had over 165,000 hits. She said, I don't advertise them, so people must be searching them out. Good for you, Dawn. Long may it continue. Uh, Alan from uh, Clay Hall, you really don't want to know about that person. I I won't mention this person's name on this uh, programme because somebody's asked me about this person before. I'll just tell you that they were a broadcaster and uh, they thought they were going to make a name for themselves. Unfortunately, at some point, they set up a children's charity and they robbed it blind. And so, uh, so we don't mention them ever again. Patricia says, why don't you pick on some really vile personalities like Daniela Westbrook and Harriet Harman? Because we like them. We love Daniela Westbrook. She's great to point out and go, ha, 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 ha. Uh, Pearl, uh, the reason that uh, Denville Hall doesn't want books of theatrical biographies and VHS tapes is because they've got tons of stuff. The home you're looking for in, Rich- in uh, Twickenham is Brinsworth House. Brinsworth House. And uh, she said, I've tried to Google them. I can't find them. Oh, gosh, they're so well-known. So they've got lots of people up there, lots of people at Brinsworth. But I bet you anything, they would probably say exactly the same, that they don't need theatrical biographies or VHS tapes because room is something they haven't got a lot of. And being a well-established theatrical home, uh, and that's where all the money from the Royal Variety goes to, to look after people who've been in show business who've fallen on hard times, uh, they would have tons and tons of stuff tons of it so they could probably be in the fortunate position to say thank you but no why don't you auction it on ebay because there's a huge market for that kind of memorabilia lbc 97 point steve allen 25 tonight two things that amused me firstly in the papers this morning russell um uh, wayne rooney's dad have you ever met the rooney's uh no they generally I... fight at weddings i'll give you a clue yes i remember that ridiculous That's picture right. of the food fight at the That's right. it was absolutely dreadful <laughs> but anyway this time wayne rooney's dad Paid the penalty for leaving the keys in his new Mercedes at Liverpool petrol station. Two hoodies nipped in and nicked it. Oh, no. So, a bit of a shame there. The police have said uh, they are hoping to trace the offenders. (laughs) We hope not. Sadly, you can afford another one probably straight away. So, absolutely. Mm. And the England team, we're told, will be allowed to score with their wags during next year's World Cup, but only for one night after they've played each game. Hmm. Apparently, uh, Fabio Capello has banned Victoria Beckham, Colette... uh, Colette Rooney? Who's Colette Rooney? It should be Colleen. I mean, Colleen. It's a poor old Aidan McGee writing in the News of the World today. Oh, dear. Aidan McGee? Yeah. Oh, he, I went to did my, my journalism degree with him. Well, how old is he? Seven or something? Uh, no, he's the same as me. She's like, I shall text him in a bit and inform him. Colette Rooney? That's Who's poor. she? That's very poor shoddy journalism. But apparently, <laughs> fearing they'd be too much of a distraction. Oh, I don't think so. Not after this amount of time. <laughs> how would they be a di- Victoria Beckham couldn't distract a bus. Dreadful. So they're now going to be let into the Players Hotel after each England game. Just for Does it really affect people? I mean, when you, when you, I mean, I know that you're a pretty sporty sort of person. <laughs> I mean, do you need a ban on that kind of stuff? The only one that's been in the headlines recently was David Hay, the haymaker, of course, the that boxer, was the boxer yes. uh, who apparently had a very long enforced ban on such matters, and really? he said that the pent up sort of frustration 
very much helped him slay the giant Nikolai Valuev, of course, a couple of weeks ago. Ah. He, he said it really helped. Because I, I've been pent up for 23 years now, and frankly... <laughs> I don't think it's made the slightest difference to the programme. And my other favourite one was the, the late, great Paul Hunter, of course, the snooker player who was tragically taken from us very early age oh, a yes. couple of years ago. Um, he was losing, I think, sort of 7 or 8 nil at the Wembley Masters in the final at the midway through point. Yeah. Apparently went for a bit of nookie during the break. During the break? Yes, between the two sessions. Well, how long does it take people nowadays? It's about half. <laughs> uh, came back and reeled off the next nine frames and won. And attributed it to that... Really? Mid-interval session rather than a mid-session interval, as I he called it. I feel if we it. actually go to an early break now, the next bit of this programme could be sensational, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Perhaps <laughs> I can manage it in one minute twenty, which is unlikely. But my, my favourite story I nicked from Terry Seabrook from last night, which is a load of kids at school. And when they were asked what they wanted to be, one little boy put his hand up and the teacher said yes. And he said, when I, I leave school, I want to be a lollipop man. <laughs> and so she said... Why do you want to be a lollipop man? He said, because you don't start work till you're 65. (laughs) 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 And I thought that kind of sums it all up. Thank you very much indeed. Always a pleasure. And uh, we shall. See, we won't see you, will we, in the next bit? Uh, no. No, we no, don't. No, no. You're, upstairs you're... in the sports pod. In the sports pod. I love it. We go, coming to you now from the sports desk. <laughs> it's right in front of my cupboard, I have to tell you. Yeah, we see sports centre. Spen- like sorry, sports centre. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I really do. I'm so excited about things. Thank you so much, Russell. Cheers. See you very shortly. A lot of people suggesting, if you want to get the hamster toy, Hawkins. Hawkins Bazaar. They have it. But I'm convinced, Johnny, in the cupboard in my place, I've got a hamster... In, in one of these things. Whether it still works after all this time, I don't know. But I think it's brand new. But hawking.com. And that's the... Have you ever seen the Hawking catalogue? We've been sending it out. You Actually, round your way, I'm sure, down down Chelmsford. Or Basildon or somewhere like that. They must have a Hawking's Bazaar. Does anybody know if there's one in... in uh, we know that there's one in Croydon and there's, there's one... Uh, I think there's one in Kingston as well I saw the other day. Uh, but if, if you know where there's a Hawking Bazaar, if it's anywhere near Chelmsford or Essex, that's where he wants to... Uh, he wants to go to get it. I don't know why. It's obviously going to be his brother's Christmas present or something dark because he doesn't doesn't spend the money. But the truth is, when I bought it, I'm sure it was a pound, and that was including the box and the wit. Now they're ten pounds. Doesn't even look like a hamster. It really doesn't. Guess who's appearing at the O2 Arena on the third of March and on the seventh of March at London Wembley Arena? Okay, so these are big venues, and you would think it would be a big act to fill them. Who on earth do you reckon is filling out? Well, they haven't. I don't know if it's sold out or not. Not Steve Allen. No, it's a good guess, but Steve Allen probably could have sold it out. No, Caesar Milan. Go on. I bet 99.9% of you are going, no idea. No idea. He is the dog whisperer in America. He's the bloke who goes, see, you think of this dog and he... And he's got, he's got somebody else's teeth in his mouth. One of the dogs, I think. But he's coming over to do the Dog Whisperer tour. He shares his secrets of how to transform dogs and their owners. But the thing underneath says, do not bring your dogs. You can imagine, can't you, if a fight breaks out in the upper seats. It's going to be all hell breaks. Says, only service dogs, are, service dogs are permitted in the venue, which means only guide dogs. Which reminds me of the man who's going out for, um, for a drink one night. And his wife says, listen... She says, will you take the dog out? He, she said, I'm sick to death of you going out every night and not taking the dog. He said, I don't want to. He said, it's stupid, it's a poodle. She said, take the blooming dog out. He said, all right, I'll take the blooming poodle. So the poodle he takes out, he's got a little jewelled collar on, little manicured neck, and he's walking down the road. And he goes, just about to go into the pub, and one of his mates comes out. He says, hey, Rod, what are you doing? So I'm just going in for a drink. He said, you can't, you can't take, take the dog in. He said, new landlord. 
He's barred dogs. He said he only lets guide dogs in. And he goes, oh, for God's sake. Anyway, so he walks in there. Landlord goes, excuse me, mate. No dogs. So the bloke goes, it's a guide dog. The landlord goes, listen, guide dogs are Alsatians and Labradors. The bloke goes, what have they given me then? Okay, I can wait. I can wait. Other people have waited longer. Jordan, in the jungle. Amanda reckons there's a Facebook site called Make Katie Price to All the Tasks and I'm a Celebrity. And don't we just love it? The, the more ill she becomes, the happier. I'm hoping that ITV have actually covered themselves for the funeral if she decides to threaten, you know, and either walk out or do, do something. But uh, I don't. I think the trouble is she loves the publicity. She thrives on the pub. If she wasn't making the publicity, have you noticed though? It's really strange. It's really strange when you sort of look at it and you think there's nobody else on the programme apart from her. It's become her, I'm afraid. Very, very, very strange. Oh, I talk about strange. David from Raynham is completely off the trolley. I mean, David, I can only say either get tablets for your illness. He says here, I see from the website. This is the behind-the-scenes LBC, that you were wearing a blue shirt with a brown jacket. What were you thinking? He says one should never mix brown with blue. As a brown-eyed person, you should go with your natural colouring and wear brown-coloured colours, such as red, orange or even green, to go with the jacket. Uh, sadly, actually, uh, I wasn't wearing a brown jacket, so the colourblind one, I'm afraid, David, happens to be you. Uh, also, uh, I'm not a brown-eyed person. So why on earth you would think... That it was a brown jacket, when in fact it's grey. I hope to God you don't drive. And why on earth you would think that I've got brown eyes when they're green? I've got no idea. Unless, of course, you're confusing me with somebody else there. Probably Andrew Pierce, who is the little shorter person in the uh, in the film. But thank you, Eddie, for, for checking out something that's been up there for about the past month and a half. You must be the last person to check out the behind-the-scenes pictures. But uh, always well worth it. And uh, Dawn says it's Paul... Paul and Reiner's birthday today. So wish him a very big, happy birthday from me. Yes, we know he's an awfully big fan of this programme. So, Paul, many, many happy returns of the day. Hope you have a lovely day. Actually, if you were in Leicester Square today, you would realise what a glorious day it is. About the best day we've had so far. Could be freezing cold outside, I've got no idea. But looking through the window, because the blind's gone, it absolutely looks beautiful. It really does. Very nice indeed. Uh, I went to Wickford... Town Centre yesterday. Discover a 99p store is taking over the old Woolworth site, says Tom. Only good thing is that they're giving out some cheap tea sets when they open. I think I'll put the house on the market. There you go. Mind you, want to be around our way. Unfortunately, I wish we did have a pound shop or a 99p shop in the old Woolworths. Instead, we have what can only be described as... I don't know. <laughs> in fact, somebody said it was better when it was closed. They're selling smoke-damaged furniture... As if anybody in their right mind would ever want to buy anything like smoke-damaged furniture and a few other odds and sods. I've never seen anybody in there. People wander in and go, right, and they walk back out again. There's more stuff in Woolworths, I'm afraid. Uh, another contender for playing Baby Jane, says Gerda, is Judy James, the psychologist from Big Brother. She wears ridiculous baby doll dresses and tops. I know. She's, she's another one who's sort of... She's the wrong side of 70, I always thought, Judy James. A little bit difficult. She's one of these... Um, clinical psychologist and she says oh what what they mean she's a little bit janet street porter with the wrong color hair that's what i always think but th there's so many i still think my favorite contender for whatever happened to baby jane is melinda messenger that would have to be it the m a more dreadful presenter you'd be hard pushed to find on channel five small wonder she's never gone any further than that absolutely dreadful dreadful paul says why does jordan's face look so peculiar it's so different to that face she was wearing in the jungle six years ago 
Uh, it's because she's been Botoxed, I'm afraid. And the Botox f- pump... I was going to say fluffs you up, but fluff is not the right word. It sort of plumps you up. And then, consequently, it's sort of... It hasn't quite decided where to settle. The trouble is, she's only, like, 32. And already she's having Botox. You can imagine, when she gets to 40, how, how desperately awful she's going to be looking. I was watching Simon Cowell the other day, who's really finding it difficult to sort of put expression on his face. And especially when Louis, who, who does have little tantrums sometimes, little, old, little Louis Walsh's tantrums sometimes, are quite funny to watch, but always, always entertaining. And we did report first, the papers picked up after we'd done it, that uh, Paul O'Grady lost Buster the other day. But it goes to prove how many pre-recorded programmes there are on the television. There's so many pre-recorded things that come up now. You never know if you're watching a live show or if you're watching Alan Titchmarsh. Is that one of the ones he does when he does three in a day? You're never too sure, are you? I can assure you now that we are live here on Tuesday, and it's great to have your company. And you're listening to LBC 97.3, and I'm James Max. And the time now is a quarter to seven, or whatever. And here with the travel, James Worley. Thanks, Steve. Let's start on the M25. Now the clockwise. Morning, everybody. Ten to nine. Andrew Pearce here at 11 this morning. Join him for the top political stories of the week, including the aftermath of the Queen's speech. What should have been in there that wasn't? And what can Gordon Brown now do to win support for next year's election? Andrew will also be looking at the extortionate costs of drug manufacturing. Why are drugs so expensive that health authorities can't afford them? He'll be joined by author and former soldier John Nicholl to look through the big stories of the day. Andrew with you after the news at 11 o'clock this morning. Don't forget my how low as well. This one finishes at 11. If you've just woken up, it's a Sony Vio laptop. And this one's got 250 gigabytes of hard drive. It can be yours for pennies, because the person with the lowest unique bid will win. If you fancy getting your hands on my Sony Vio laptop, only finishes at 11, so two hours and ten minutes' time, and a winner will be declared. Hammer comes down 11. To play, you just text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid 18 pence, you text Steve, 18, and send that to treble eight. This competition ends at 11 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50. Plus your standard network rate to go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Fantastic. Uh, Mark says, don't don't sing. Not a nice thing to wake up to. I think I'm fantastic. Jerry says, toffee apples, yum yum. Jay says, really pleased you're on air at Christmas. Lights come on at 4pm, says Sean. Okay. Uh, lights run all day, says Barbara from Dulwich, when I was there yesterday. I think that's because it's weekend, and I think they do stay on all the time. And uh, have you seen the News of the World headlines? Surely Alex isn't going to propose to Jordan in the jungle. No. I mean, well, he can't afford to. He's not working. Hasn't worked for ages. But he's uh, very good at, they say, making money off the back of her. Be- beyond that, he never made any money at all. He was a third-rate actor in Hollyoaks. Well, that includes most of the cast, I'm afraid. Now they tell us in the paper, don't believe a word of it, that he's set to appear in Celebrity Big Brother. He's not a celebrity. He's Jordan's other half. He's not a celebrity. As I say, other half. You know, he's the cross-dressing, unattractive bit, I'm afraid, which is a shame. Uh, the um, Oxford Street lights work on a dusk-to-dawn basis. Uh, Hawkins in Wimbledon says, Carolina, sell this toy for eight ninety nine. So you can get your, your hamster in a thing for eight ninety nine from Hawkins, OK? I don't want it as a Christmas friend. Don't even think about buying it for me. I know what you like. I know what you like. You go out there and, as usual, he always buys me an expensive present because that's the way it works on the programme. Working on the assumption that, you know, if they buy me an expensive present, I have to buy them an expensive present. But, of course, I always conveniently forget. I always go, oh, well, you're not working over Christmas. Oh, what a shame. Don't get your present then, do you? Uh, there's one in Lakeside, a Hawkins, and there's one in Chelmsford, 
in the High Chelmer shopping centre up from Boots, says Viv. OK, can you find it up there? OK, I don't want one. Don't buy me one of these things. I don't want it. Uh, and Steve, as for the hamsters, they do stock them in Hawkins Bazaar. I've just seen it in the catalogue. Hi, Johnny, says Jan at the Queen's Theatre. There's a Hawkins at Lakes. What is it with everybody now? Jan, will you stop it, for goodness sake? Nice to have your company this morning. Caesar Milan is utterly gifted with dogs. He has an unbelievable talent. When when did you say he was appearing at the O2? I really want to go. Well, go. Find out on the, uh, on the online. I'm sure you can find details on there. There isn't a Hawkins in Croydon. It closed down due to too many things being pinched. Oh, did you know? I got an email this week and I didn't mention it because I wasn't sure about it. And I thought, no, I want to check out the, the legalities of it. And it was the story of Gino De Campo. You know Gino De Campo in the jungle? You know him as a, as, a, as a chef, don't you? Did you know he'd spent time in prison for thieving? Thieving guitars from Paul Young. It's in the paper today. Well, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. He apparently, when he came to this country at 19... It was a bit bizarre, but there you go. And uh, and he was he was taking stuff. He said he met met the wrong people. I mean, why this never surfaced up until now? I've got no idea. But somebody sent it to me this week, and I thought, now I'm going to have a, a check on it. Lindsay wanted to let me know that both Marilyn and Lindsay had become halogen oven converts. I tell you what, it's really quick for doing. It's really quick for doing um, garlic bread. You get get one of those French sticks, and you put that and put. Oh, that's delicious. Really, really ages. Paul says, I think I've beaten you to middle age at the tender age of 39. It all started to go wrong when David Nixon died and when the fine fair supermarkets were wound up, but I still haven't tried bread and dripping. I can't stop crying. Is it the change? It is for you, of course. It's for everybody else, it's just a laugh, I'm afraid. Mary says, Caesar Milan is great. This is the dog whisperer. Uh, Marie in Durham says, I thought it was Dean Gaffney in the jungle. Didn't think it was Jordan at all. Does look a little bit strange. The new go-go hamster with all its fancy accessories is not the same as that cheapy old hamster in a ball, says Lisa. Oh, it's exactly the same. I'm sorry. You put one in a ball and one not in a ball. You know, it does the same thing. It's got wheels, okay, underneath, and it works on two AA batteries or one AA battery. Uh, Steve, I watched Celebrity last night, had to turn over when they started the Bush Tucker trial. It's revolting. Why do they use live insects? It's cruel. I know. I suppose because dead you don't get the full impact, do you, when they're trying to eat them alive? I wouldn't do it. One of the boys upstairs on the news desk, he said, he said for 35,000, 350,000, he'd eat anything. I said, yeah, but you have eaten anything. I said, I wouldn't. If somebody, I promise you, hand on heart, if somebody said, I'm going to offer you 500,000 pounds, you're going to be eating live insects and, and um, testicles off, um, you know, kangaroo, I wouldn't. I would not do it. No amount of money would... I'm really... Some people can obviously be bought. I'm not one of them, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Pat in Ealing. Steve, you've gone too far about Katie Price. (laughs) No, it's the public have gone too far. I've never voted once to make her eat all these revolting things. But I have to be honest, I do share in the mirth with the rest of the country is doing. Fran can't watch it anymore. It's just too depressing. Far too depressing. And... Steve, uh, Oxford Street lights come on about uh, four o'clock. I didn't see Come Dine With Me, but it must have been a repeat if it was the pig's trotter. I wouldn't eat a pig's trotter. There's a very famous restaurant in Paris, and all they serve are pig's feet. And they cut... I frankly could not eat a pig's... I I don't care. There are certain things I'll eat, and certain things I won't. And pig's trotters are... I know people say, oh, it's lovely, the meat in between... Oh, no, thank you. Dreadful. Dreadful. Joe Bugner and Jordan. Is this their first encounter? 
Uh, yes, he's a bit odd, actually. Uh, Simon says, what do you mean, Paul Lostbuster? Lost, lost or dead? No, dead. Let him put to sleep. He had cancer. It was well known he had cancer. Uh, you should shop in uh, Bromley, Primark and TK Maxx and Poundland, says Nick. I, have b- I was born in Bromley. Uh, I, haven't, I have been in a Primark. I have been. I kept my hands above my head. Uh, I, I sort of walked around like that and said, look, I'm not buying anything. Look, nothing, nothing. Haven't bought anything. Because girls stand at the checkout with these baskets. Have you seen the baskets in there? They're not like normal checkout baskets. This is like a material basket so you can get loads of clothes in there. And you buy loads of clothes and it's like £10. Flannels, socks, I mean, everything. I mean, it's just incredibly cheap. But I've never bought anything in there. Never. I have been in TK Maxx and I have been in Poundland and I have bought stuff from Poundland. Uh, Martin went to the Birmingham German Christmas market yesterday. If it's one of these markets over here, they're never the same as they are on the continent. What they are is they're English people. Man- they, they, they think if they have a few sort of people selling a bit of cheese and somebody doing sausages in the middle and somebody selling glue vine, that makes it a German market. There's so much more, so much more to it. Steve, can people not realise that far from punishment, Jordan is revelling in the attention of the Butch Tucker trials? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, I mean, I absolutely agree with you. She thrives on... Pu- that's all she does. She thrives on publicity. And Julian says, how can anybody confuse Dean with Jordan? Dean Gaffney is far more attractive. It is true, actually. He's an attractive person. And the good news is that he's actually going back into EastEnders. Because life on the outside was a, was a wee bit gold, as they say. Apparently there have been threats on the internet to Jedward... I didn't see them last night, so I have no idea what they sang, danced or minced around doing. No idea at all. Uh, Louis Walsh has said, Daniel is vile. He's everything I don't like. Which is a bit of a shame. I'm not sure whether, how these people ever got put through this far. It, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Uh, Subo is apparently going to get her first cheque, £100,000. So she's been in business that long and that's all she's getting. But she's not moving from her council house. Because she can get it at a discount. She'll move, she'll move. And Gino DeCampo, as I say, ready, steady, crook, they're now calling him. Which, of course, is a great one. Because, frankly, I always worry about people. Do you remember we had Handy Andy Kane, who was on the uh, other show? He was another one. He was called Handy Andy because he was a tea leaf and lived around the corner from most of his victims. So now we've got Gino DeCampo. It can't get worse. Just two to three. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday morning. The sun is still, still trying to poke through. No, not too bad, actually. Quite nice out there. Jonathan Levi's back with us. Hello, Steve. Morning. Morning. You look as though you're dressed for summer or something. At least I, at least I made the effort and put something on with buttons on it. Well, I worked when I got on the tube this morning. It was quite nice. It's not bad, is not it? Not bad at all. It cheered up. I drove home last night from London and it was... I've forgotten how many people there were out on the road. And there was an accident on the Euston Road. Just before you hit the tunnel, somebody had been hit by a car. Oh. And as usual, I've got a car full of people, and we're all going, look the other way, look the other way, look the other way. Well, it's all out of towners, isn't it, now? Oh. The tubes as well, people not knowing what stand The trouble escalators. is, people jump lights. And also, when it rains, you, I watch it all the time. I'll be sitting at a red light, and a car will go straight through, and I think, oh, my God, there'll be an accident. I was on the tube last night, coming back with my little children and so on, and, and people just don't know, out, people who aren't from London don't know how to get through the, tube, the barriers. No. They don't know where to stand on the escalators. They don't know whether to, whether to wait for people to come off the tube before getting on. It's just a total shock. I'll tell you what, I, what really annoys me, and it shouldn't annoy me. When I go to Waterloo Station in the morning, they've got the ticket machines. But because I don't like putting a card into a machine, I pay cash. And you stand there, and all you've got to do is it says destination, and up comes, you know, one, two, three, four, A, B, C, D, and you type in your destination. They stand there for age, and I'm going, 
And I start rattling my money in my hand. I get really angry. I know. And then it, finally it comes up. You've taken too long. Please start all over again. Yes. And you just... You're or failing that, it behind. says, this machine takes cash only. And they're there trying to push a card in. I'm going, it doesn't take a card. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't take a card. It doesn't... W- go away. Oh, I get so angry with these people. Mad, but mind you, we've all been like it. Well, yeah, we do take it for granted. We're, we're very short, uh, short-tempered. Very short-tempered. The reason we're very short-tempered, ladies and gentlemen, is because Jonathan has claimed to fame, apart from the usual things you mentioned on the programme, he brought you that Fern programme on the television. Your favourite um, series of the year. favourite series of the year. This is where Fern <coughs> Cotton uh, went out and talked to some really famous people. And, strangely enough, the one that I liked is the one that I thought I wouldn't like. And that was Paris Hilton, who turned out to be gracious, yeah. who turned out to be charming. Uh, do you know that somebody's done a YouTube video of Peaches? Oh, really? Saying, like, like, like. Because she obviously thinks she's being terribly posh by going, uh, like, you know, because it's like, because uh, like, you know, and like, uh, like, you know, I d- like, uh, did like, and, and they've done that, put it all together on YouTube. Well, you'll be very pleased to hear, Steve, after your descriptions of that series on the radio, that um, not only is it transferring to ITV1, but um, the series has been recommissioned for next year, and they don't want three episodes, they want six. Oh, God. So there's going to be plenty more. Well, see, I blame more. myself entirely, all thanks to me. And it rated really highly. Yeah. And the, all the uh, critics, um, criti- all, all the newspaper reviewers and stuff, yeah. um, laid into it. Yeah. And that's fantastic for ITV2. Yeah. So well, I'm not mentioning the new earlier. series, right? I'm, d- I'm deliberately not doing it because it's not helping my blood pressure. Because Peaches Geldof, as far as I was concerned, I mean, I, I did like... Sorry, now I've started saying the word like. Sorry. I did take to Paris Hilton. Yes. Because she was... very professional. She was very gracious. She smiled. She was very pleasant. She did the whole bit. She knew what she was playing. Whereas Miss Little Nobody, Peaches Geldof, had nothing to talk about, was boring in the extreme. At one point, I seriously thought she wasn't interested in men. Mm. I mean, I got this distinct impression that quite clearly her and men didn't mix. There was a rather strange mix of women around her which I was slightly perturbed with, at some point she was so vacant and she's so desperately unattractive, I thought, I wish you'd just go away. <laughs> I know he said something rude. Because she just... I, I just couldn't understand why anybody would be remotely interested in somebody who lives in America, quite clearly isn't known over there at all. No. And was only known because you're there with a the film crew. Film, how long did that take to film? Because you have to tell me, at the end of the programme, she appeared to have grown hair. Well, Quite she quickly, changes her hairstyle every... I mean, she has... Yes, but she went from short hair to long hair. I know, but they're extensions, aren't they? So they're oh, are they? Extensions. Oh, she, right. has, she has. She changed the hairstyle every few weeks. She's desperately unattractive. Well... I mean, you know, with the best will in the world, you wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> just saying that. I mean, I mean that in a caring way, Jonathan. As you know, I can be. <laughs> well, everybody was a cage fighter. Yes. Now everybody's an escort. I know. I was an escort, too. Yeah, I bet you, yeah. Ford Escort. So it all started with <laughs> Dr. Brooke Magnanti. Yes, who, who was Belle de Jour. life Belle de Jour. But I, so she says. So she says. And the, one of the comments in one of the papers during the week was, uh, I hope the tax man's looking at this, because they're going to be very interested in what she's filed on her tax return for the time she said she was earning 300 an hour. Yeah. We worked out that's a £30 in an alleyway, because nothing ever lasts an hour these days. Nobody's ever going to go, £300, there you go. Mm. They're going to stand in an alley for 30 quid. Well, I suppose this is like, well, I mean, like everything, prostitution's a series of experiences, isn't it? On the one hand, you've got... I don't know, I've never paid. <laughs> you've, got, you've got alleys and walk-ups and street and all that kind of thing, but but I suppose she was selling that. A sense that, of programme coming out of, of this. Well, I've sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but, then, but then you've got these kind of... Well, girlfriend experience, I think, is one of the phrases. Things, isn't it? it, it it's it's not. It's uh, it's not. It's exactly not a ten-minute quick. Thing, right. I think. I think the whole thing is that 
it it is made to feel like it's not a transaction. I think right. that's the point of that kind of oh, version. Right. You're of actually meant to believe that the girl that you've just picked up uh, is actually really interested in hearing your life story and isn't remotely interested in the money. And that will be the impression, absolutely the impression that they give. Right. I suppose. Whereas the fact that she's just finished with somebody else, and that was after she'd finished with somebody else. You're very knowledgeable about this. Well, it's, it's kind of an interesting yes. thing, isn't yes. it? But now now men are being... Um, sort of. Now men are being, <laughs> now men are being lured into it. Really? The well, there's money to be made here. Well, <laughs> well, well, I think it's quite interesting, because now there's um, all these men wanting to be the real-life beau du jour... Um, but uh, I think, uh, like anything, most of it is a scams on the internet. So they are... I don't believe that so, stu- male students you know, are going out there and becoming rent boys or things. I just don't believe no. it. Well, firstly, the vast majority of people don't pay for sex. No. And, the, and, and an even a smaller minority of people will put themselves up why to do be but, bought. You see, I so, don't understand, and yeah. I've, I've asked friends, why do people pay? What is the purpose of paying when you can walk into most bars in London and meet somebody for a for a romantic interlude that evening. Why on earth would you bother paying somebody who slept with all and sundry? Well, what I would suppose, be the purpose? Well, I suppose you can't guarantee walking into a bar and meeting somebody, could you? Might oh, you can around Leicester Square. Square. Good heavens above. You've only got to hang around outside a couple of well-known establishments. Yeah, not everybody's as glamorous and as charismatic as you. Well, well that's true. It is true. Some people pick people up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do find it odd that people will actually pay. I did ask somebody once, and they said, took away the guilt. And I th- well, yeah. If you actually pay, it's a transaction. Transaction, therefore, it's in a funny... It's not an emotional infidelity, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I do find it very odd, the whole thing. I just find it strange that men would go to lap dancing clubs. What is it that Jack Nicholson said about it, that you pay people to go away? That's what, because he, he was a big fan of, of, of all of this sort of thing. And he oh. so he was paying not for the act itself, but for to... At the end of it, that's it. There's no yeah. phone calls and texts, no no persuading, no... no oh, right, there's no baggage. No entanglement and baggage, is there? Right, because it, it's, it's when men go to... I remember going past Spearmint Rhino one night in Tottenham Court Road, and some guy came out and he'd spent £3,000. Yeah. And I was told that that was, that was reasonably average. If you want a whole night out and you want to have lots of girls dancing for you, then that's what you end up paying. So well, they had something to eat. total rip-offs. Well, I think the trouble is, they obviously serve a a purpose, but I don't understand why anybody would pay to watch somebody dancing. I mean, I'll do it for a fiver. I don't think it's just men and and women, though. I mean, you know, there's... I remember when I was... uh, I used to work at Radio 4 before I worked at ITV, and we did a programme about female sex tourism in the Caribbean, which is quite significant. Western women from... The producer's interested now because he's thinking of of, of another part-time job. Lots of um, Germans and American women and some British women, but not that many British women, going to... um, Bits of Africa and bits of the Caribbean yeah. on sex tourism holidays. Okay. Do you know, honestly, here's me going to Bridlington and Scarborough and places like that. I have no so idea. Absolutely, just like paedophilia is not just men preying on. Um, oh no! Now children. we know it's women, according to the papers. I th- as well. I, you know, I, th- I think there's a whole, mm. the whole. I think it's just. There was just, also a woman who was in the newspapers a short while ago, and she said that because she was a businesswoman, she wasn't married, she didn't have time to go out and find a boyfriend or a husband. So she would phone up an escort agency, and they would send round a young man. Well, and it's I keep power, saying, isn't it? It's pa- it's but it's, it's also a transaction. Tonight I feel like I'm a 45-year-old glamorous woman. Tonight I feel like a 25-year-old Swedish hunk, and he will do what I say. Yes. And I'll pay him, and at the end of it he'll go away. Sorry to disappoint the producer, Swedish hunk. OK, that's, that's kind of two things that don't kind of fit in with your, your raison d'etre at all. You're neither Swedish nor a hunk. So, I mean, ruined your Sunday, isn't it? But it is funny that, that people will happily pay. And she said she didn't mind paying because it was just that they came round... 
it was a, you know, the money was paid and that was it, and then they went at the end. She said, I was quite happy. Well, I don't have to go through that charade, she said, of standing around chatting somebody up. It all feels like marketing for this new... There's a new movie by Steven Soderbergh called The Girlfriend Experience, which is about exactly all of oh, this. That's why. And it almost feels like this whole thing is the lead-up to this big movie. But you can't release. shut people up in the papers now. There are people there whose parents must be going, and our daughter is, oh, my God, Father, she's a hooker. Yeah. And, and, and they proudly go, I was earning £1,000 a night. And you think, no, you weren't. You just want to make it sound as though you were. Because oh, they always go, I was a high-class hooker. Nobody admits to being, you know, somebody from the back streets. No. But I've been to Japan a few times. You know, in Japan, it's all completely different, culturally completely relative. Schoolgirls get touched up on the tube on the way to school by businessmen who are on their way to work, and in return they give them money at the end of the journey. Good Lord. There's a... Uh, there's, you know, but isn't that what, what geishas are? Aren't, aren't geishas... High class. Well, geishas is a very, very specific kind of hostess. Yes. A sort of Japanese hostess. And sex within the geisha thing is it may or may not happen. Quite often it doesn't. Right. Although I think. But they're it actually can. taught to, to be subservient to the man. They make him tea oh, and they completely. sing him songs. And it spends y- it, you take years to train to be one. Yes. Years and years of training to become a geisha. And then rich businessmen will have you sitting there and, and... spend a fortune drinking sake in your companies. They play you sort of tuneless nonsense on Japanese, um, funny Japanese banjos in sitting in cross-legged and paper houses with Mount Fuji out the window, spending thousands and thousands of millions of yen. Lord. Although the the producer loves the bit in Shirley Valentine where Joanna Lumley says she's not an airline stewardess. She's a high-class hooker. Because <laughs> that's what it, they used to say about stewardesses. They just have a dreadful reputation. Poor old stewardesses. I mean, that's, that's where I think the expression the Mile High Club came in. Although, frankly, I was very grateful just to get off the ground. <laughs> I didn't care what happened in, up in the air. Anyway, so um, that's in all the papers. And I say loads of people coming out and saying, oh, yes, I did this, I did that. I don't believe them. No. I think they're attention seekers. You'd never admit it. If my producer here, I mean, if I came in next week and they said, oh, by the way, you, Gary, have you read about Gary? And I go, what? They go, he's actually a secret escort. I go, yeah, right. You know, get, no, he's very successful. Uh, and it, all of a sudden it would be something he'd managed to keep hidden. And, yes, I, th- I think he, he wouldn't be an escort more in Austin Allegro, he says, bless his heart. I don't think there's as much money in it as all these. I don't think there is. Like yeah, but they do that to make people believe, don't they? That's like the old... You know, girls becoming a page three girl. Yeah. And then, because they fail on page three, they meet another photographer and he goes, why don't you just go a little bit further? Because that's how so-and-so started. Before you know where you are, you're in pornography and there's no going back. And that's the story of my career. Anyway, coming up uh, very shortly, more from the, uh, the papers. First of all, it's the travel. James Worley. Thanks, Steve. On the clockwise M25 on the Surrey League. Steve Allen. It's Steve Allen. Jonathan Levi is here in the studio. Uh, Jedward's mentor... Louis Walsh says that the boys are mildly autistic and have uh, an uncanny knack for remembering numbers. Karen Malone says, pity it's not tunes or the steps to dance routines. They are entertaining, though. Oh, I, th- I totally agree with you. The but stage, the trouble is, energy. they're 17 and they're a bit simple. Yeah. They, I mean, you know, I, I mean, if you find that mildly entertaining, then yes, and I, I do. And they look right. And they obviously fit into it. They know how to pose. It's almost as if they've rehearsed all this all their life. Great energy. But for Louis to try and deny or or, or accept the fact that they have some sort of talent is ludicrous. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't see it as being a talent. I just call it being a 17-year-old who jumps up and down in their bed at night and has a pillow fight. I know, but it kind of works. Yes, it does work. But they will have a a record out. Yeah. Um, I have no doubt about that whatsoever. 
I'm just quite interested in this Kate Moss quote that nothing tastes as good as skinny feels quote yes. during the week, which is you know turned into a story really with everybody sort of talking about whether that's pro anorexia or whatever. I mean, I remember she's taken that quote from Steve Tyler who originally said that. Um, from Aerosmith, he said, yeah. "Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels," and she's been credited with it. But she, I mean, it's not her quote, and I'm sure he took it from somebody else. Right. But what I thought was quite interesting is that you know he was never criticised for saying that. Everybody just sort of thought, "Wow, you know, he's an old rocker, very skinny, yeah. like those other old rockers that are very skinny and kind of look amazing, like Iggy Pop and, and Mick Jagger and those people." But I don't know what it feels a bit of a slightly sexist discussion really yes like, i think it's only because it's kate moss old men that managed to say slim aren't they yeah but most most rockers are slim aren't they yeah but through it's, i don't think it's easy no i don't think it's easy it's, it's not drugs. like they're naturally slim are they they're, well, well, i don't know i, don't, I mean well, most I of the ones most i know of them hardly eat yeah perhaps they, they're all hard hard drinking people hard drinking people and you know do a lot of exercise on stage and all that God, I wish I could be like that. I know. I'd love, to, I'd love to lose the weight that I mean, way. She's right, isn't it? We think. Well, we've you got know. an obesity epidemic. Isn't it good if people lose a bit of weight? And of course, if slightly overweight person, you you're desperate to lose weight, mm. but there's no easy way of doing it. I don't want to go down the drugs route. No. On the other hand, exercise is boring. Yeah. And sit ups and all that kind of rubbish. The only way to lose weight is hardly to eat. I know. Yeah, but you've also got to do exercise, haven't you, to yeah. firm it up. And sort of speedy metabolism. Like yes. All that sort of and I've never had a speedy metabolism. No. Although, actually, judging by a picture in the paper today of beaming Amy Malloy, she's half the bride she used to be. She used to weigh 20 stone, and she was devastated when she saw pictures of herself, so now she's 10 stone. The trouble is she's not blessed with looks, poor soul. I don't want to be rude about poor old Amy. No. But, uh, frankly, like... the orange look with the fake hair doesn't do it for me. But uh, I'm sure her husband is very thrilled with her either way. It's not an attractive look. The trouble is, when you lose so much weight, it's, it's great, but it'll go back on again. Always does. I know, and there's lot, quite often there's lots of loose skin. And all yes. Thing, oh, don't, don't even go there, actually. Uh, 84850, Oh, Don't forget, we're looking for questions for Darren. So if you've got a question relating to your computer or whatever, the producer will whiz through them, and he will take off the ones which are relevant, and we'll give them to him just after the news at... 10 this morning. Hasnat Khan, a.k.a. Mr Wonderful, the Princess Diana's heart surgeon. Oh, um, I don't even know who he is. He's, well, well I know he's that. Point. I mean, who is he? Is he now a celebrity? Well, now he's got married to somebody 21 years his junior. Maybe he should become an escort. He could charge a fortune. He could, actually. He's a very plain, very elderly, sort of um, Asian guy who who's, has extraordinary success with glamorous, successful Because women. he's rich. I'm I assuming. He must rich. be rich, isn't he? Well, I, I mean, maybe he's rich. I don't think he's that rich. <laughs> but that's what appeals to people. Robert Maxwell, you know, desperately, desperately unattractive, but attracted women to him because he was powerful. It's either power or it's money or a combination of the two. It's very heady. But he wouldn't have been rich in comparison to Princess Diana. He must have had a certain charm or something. Yes, but you know that you can see somebody and they might not look physically attractive, but they've got a magnetism. He must have There's a something about... It's, it's, it's a sex appeal. I, yeah. I mean, I, I can look at the producer this morning and think... I must have a cup of tea. And you can look at other people and you think, God, sex, sex on legs, but you don't know it. But what could Gary do? I mean, what could your producer do to well, get he, that X factor, to get that sexual well, you, magnetism? You can't. You, you cannot develop you it. You've either a lost cause. No, it's a lost cause. Oh. You've, either, you've either got it or you haven't got it. And if you've got it, you get it all your life. Right. But you don't know that you've got it. You just know that you're particularly successful. Yeah. Gary and I, sadly, are the ones who sit in the corner at parties with a small volivo on a twiglet. You know, that, that would be the extent of it. Yeah. It just doesn't, you know, neither of us have, have sex appeal. You know, I mean, I marginally have a little bit more than he has. 
Has Nat Khan, on the other hand, has it in spe- bucket He's got loads. bucket loads of it. and that's. But Diana, bearing in mind, was weak and vulnerable and was looking for, you know, anybody who actually paid her attention. I mean, maybe he just preys on weak and vulnerable rich women. Well, it obviously works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously find him devastatingly attractive. Maybe he says, you might have a heart condition, let me... Well, do you know, to be quite honest, either, either marry your gynaecologist, your heart surgeon, or your hairdresser. Yeah. Because Barbara Streisand did. And I remember the reason she, she got married to uh, to John was that he made her wait. And she, no, sorry, she made him wait. And he and she was at home. He went round to do her hair. And she came down the stairs and he went, you're an hour late. Nobody makes me wait. And walked out. And of course, being a typical woman, she was like, oh, that's so exciting. So she phoned him up, I'm really sorry, really sorry. And he went, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and then they, then they got married, and then he became a very successful film producer. Like and so he didn't need her anymore. Like the young, in, in medicine, the, the cube, remember, I'm sure medical students don't do it anymore, the cube, the completely unnecessary breast examination. Yeah, that's what it stands really? for. Really? <laughs> Completely unnecessary breast examination. Lovely. <laughs> uh, the Strictly girls should sex it up if they want to win, says Bruno Tony only. Wouldn't know anything sexy if it came out and bit him on the uh, on the legs, I should imagine. I'm not watching Strictly Come Dancing. Seems like a, a, a hopeless um, a case for to try and get more ratings. For yes, really they, are, they are desperately trying to get something over X Factor, which they, they cannot win. I mean, they couldn't really be wearing many less clothes, could they, the dancers on that show? And, yeah. No, they're wearing nothing. They're wearing nothing. I mean, Natalie Casti, frankly, is, is making people spangly. feel ill. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of flesh on display, and I don't know why these dancers need to show that much flesh. I mean, could they, could they not wear sackcloth and ashes? Is it mm-hmm. absolutely necessary to have sparkles and legs going all the way up to your shoulders? Yeah, we want burka. Yes, I want. Com- I want to, especially Natalie Cassidy. If she could cover up completely, I'd be very happy. You're Natalie Cassidy in a in a, in a yashmak. Yes, dancing around. On yes, the please. In fact, yes, please. preferably not dancing, just sitting in the corner. I'd be quite happy with. <laughs> she does, as I said, look like one of the elephants out of Dumbo dancing around. Poor soul. She's doing yeah. her best. Yeah, I'm not watching it. Yes. It's not very interesting. What is it? Strictly come dancing. All they do is dance. They dance. I mean, At least with X Factor, you know that, that. The, the crowd are going to be so rude and go, boo, boo, and, and Louis's going to sit there and Simon's going to... X Factor's an event. It's a spectacle. You know, yes. a ludicrous voiceover. It's time to face the music. All of that. I mean, yes. it gets more and more ludicrous every week. This week, Jedward are back. <laughs> and then they've got little clips of Jedward and doing ooh, all this kind of stuff. I know, and I love the guests. Every time, whether it be George <laughs> Michael or, 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 or Whitney Houston, whoever it is, when that, that very quickly cut montage of images, and then it's like 15 platinum albums, 40 million singles. Like, they've all sold 40 million. Yeah. Actually, of course, I loved it the other week when they said George Michael could appear to coincide with the release of his new DVD. I thought, of course he will. It's a free advert for him. Heavens above, the poor man couldn't sell out the O2. Well, he probably could, actually, if he put his mind to it, but he, he probably just can't be bothered. Uh, we'll take a short break. LBC 97.3 Critics say Bright Star is Jane Campion's best film since The Piano, calling it stunning, ravishing and brilliant. A thing of beauty is a joy forever. An exquisite piece of filmmaking. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 10. Food and drink with Tom Parker Bowles this afternoon at four. And he's going to be discussing the dinner party favourite, cheese and wine. Nigel White, secretary of the Stilton Cheesemakers Association and the wine expert David Clawson from the winery will be on hand to dispense invaluable advice about pairing cheese and wine and to answer all your questions. Go on, I dare anybody to do cheese and pineapple. Join Tom Parker Bowles, food and drink this afternoon from four on LBC. Over on BBC, it was Children in Need... And uh, there was no doubting the night's highlight was Christine Bleakley in the one show's fame sketch. 
I don't know if you saw it, Jonathan. Somehow managing to be convincing as a desperate, swivel-eyed, fame-hungry wannabe who'll stop at nothing to achieve her goal. I saw a bit of Children in Need, but then I saw the dancing newsreaders. Year after year, those dreary oh, dancing so newsre- newsreaders, and I just switched over. I mean, they're not oh. celebrities. No, but they pat themselves on the back the following morning and go, Oh, you were there. Oh, Charlie State so was... You know, I like Charlie State a lot. Yeah. But uh, the other year, we and he was going, Oh, I was at the back doing this. I'm thinking, nobody gives a stuff about dancing newsreaders. It's pathetic. It's the same thing every year. There'll be people on flogging their records... You know, under the guise of we're doing it for charity, but really we want the free advert. You're always going to have people from the one show or whatever, and then you've got the blooming newsreaders. They do it like, it's as if we're all at school and there are sort of favourite embarrassing teachers who are yeah. coming out to do a dance. But we're not at school and they're not our teachers. It's just straightforwardly embarrassing. But it also means that you then don't have any respect for them as newsreaders. Because you know that inside them, it's like when, when uh, Turn- B- B- Bill Turnbull yeah. did Strictly Come Dancing. I'm thinking, stop it, you're a newsreader. Should be written to the contract. Don't make an arse of yourself. Stay on television. Become a newsreader. You wouldn't have found, oh, I don't know, Reginald Bosenkett dancing around and doing silly things like that. No. They might have done the Morecambe and Wise show, but that had some class to it. And every morning on BBC Breakfast, they make little self-congratulatory remarks about yes. the sports reporter, whoever he is, doing street. Yes, he's dancing. doing street. Come I mean, dancing. Oh, exactly. Who cares? Which is a shame. Mind you, over in the jungle. Uh, It was quite interesting because on the BBC's Children in Need, there you've got uh, Peter Andre, suited and booted, because he'll go anywhere now, and uh, he was smiling and looking happy. Over in the jungle, Miss Misery was doing another Bush Tucker trial. Team Casey, there she is in the jungle. Yes. And it remains to be seen what will happen with her public image through this whole thing. I mean, I think what a lot of, uh, perhaps not LBC listeners, but a lot of viewers to I'm a Celebrity don't realise is that the contestants on I'm a Celebrity are desperate to do the trials. The whole point of that show is to do trials, to do the Bush Tucker trials. That's how you get... um, You don't get coverage. That's how you get the coverage. That's how you get your reputation back up through the bravery and through the fortitude and whatnot of being able to do those disgusting things. And they're desperate. Yes. be competing to do those bush tucker things so she'll be over the moon to be doing them yes and bearing in mind she's done all this before so it's nothing new yeah she knows what what she's doing she knew when she went in there she wasn't going to go in there thinking oh, i'll just sit in the corner and sort of knit baskets or something she knew that she was going to get the bush tucker trials because she knows deep in her heart of hearts that the public hate her she's constantly telling us that the public hate her what we're I'm just not proving sure if the it. Public really do hate it, is it? and i i'm not sure i think she might come out of this rather well as she did last time I mean, Don't she's, say that. she's she won over everybody in there straight away. Yeah, she, there's obviously yes, but she's only been in there a short space of time. Yeah, it's only because they know her, they know the image. She shook her. I mean, she was saying to, to one of the papers, "Oh, I hope Pete's watching to see the girl he married." I thought, no, he knows the girl he married. That was the pretend one who could be so and so. Then all of a sudden, it'll turn. At the moment, there's nothing for her in there to get her going. You know, she isn't going to have a go at anybody. There's no. nobody interesting. There's only one sort of bloke she can go for, and that's Stuart Manning. And frankly, he's so naff, you wouldn't go near him with a barge pole. No. And he's after that dreary ex-mystique singer. Yeah. No, so nobody gives her such. She's not going to go for Colin and Justin. She's got enough gay friends. No, she'll be focusing on her public image and yes. focusing on being in there and being as yeah. as likeable and as charismatic and, and get as much empathy from the public yeah. as possible. I'm not so, sure it's going to work. No, it might not. Yes, it might not. not entirely sure. Uh, I did like the idea because Ian Highland... Uh, was talking about this, and he, he mentions Katie Price telling us she wants closure. He said, yes, yeah, so do I, closure of her bloody phone line. Yeah. He said, fact is, she shouldn't be in there for two main reasons. One, putting an ex-contestant back uh, in is usually format suicide for a reality show. Who'd have thought I'm a celebrity would be stuck in the same idea as Oblivion as Big Brother and Celebrity Love Island? Yeah. And two, she claims she's strong, but she's clearly unstable. 
Who knows? I don't know. Mm. She, I, I don't know. Um, but, but that quote towards the end of that article, that the 350000 that the ITV have supposedly paid her, I'm pretty convinced they haven't paid her anywhere near that I much. absolutely ITV agree with you. I don't have that kind of money no. to pay. I money. think that she's probably... search for a new TV... I mean, there is... ITV, yeah. ITV One is losing money. There, there's no way that they pay Katie Price 350000 No, I agree. The moment I heard that, I thought, she's not going to deny it, because otherwise it makes her look very important. I reckon she's on roughly the same as all the other ones, and that's why they'll, they'll keep it quiet. But if they say... Oh, we're paying three hundred and fifty thousand. You think? No, you're not. The way that no, celebrities in, the, in, the, in that show make money is by um, building their profile through the show and then getting an incredibly lucrative deal with one of the tabloids, yeah. which could be worth one hundred fifty thousand quid. Yes. You know, so so and and plus all the extra money that they might make as a result of doing the show, or whatever. Oh, she will be selling but, it. Yeah, but not in a fee. No way would she get that no. kind of money in a fee. And he knows because it was interesting on the front of OK magazine. Jordan, her only interview. I thought, yeah, her only. You can't shut her up. Rain Balham says, far from paying £5 to watch you dance, I'd be prepared to pay even more for you not to dance and a great deal more for you not to sing. So there you go. But don't worry, I will do it just for you, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, and uh, one here who says, my best friend spent a few months working as an escort with a central London agency and did come home every day with over £1,000. Yes, it says here, she had clients who were just ordinary men, judges, even policemen. Why does that make a difference? Why does it make people go, oh, I, they went out with an no, MP or a judge or a policeman? You go, policeman. no, imagine what... Policeman, the community. Policeman having sex? Good heavens above, I can't believe it. Some, you'd be, it says you'd be surprised how much people pay to an escort, or as we call them, an old slapper, I'm afraid. They're not escorts at all. They're old slappers. And, uh, and that's the way they will remain, I'm afraid. Uh, don't you think if the twins were judged on talent, Louis Walsh would not have been involved in the final results of The X Factor for some weeks, says Richard? He's very talented, Louis Walsh. But he knows what he's looking for. He doesn't... You know, I know he handles ex... Um, sorry, Westlife and... Yeah, he's great with boys. He, he, he's great with boys, and he's very good at picking songs for them to sing. But uh, Girls Aloud got rid of him, because they said he, didn't, he wasn't quite hands-on enough, and JLS have said he really didn't mastermind their success at all. So I think, I think Louis Walsh, much better with boys. I think we've all agreed on that one. On Children in Need, Sharon says the, uh, the newsreaders, especially the women, were fab... Oh dear, Sharon. Much, mind you, poor old Sharon's in Streatham. Not oh. a lot we can say about that. In Streatham, they actually think that's good entertainment. Newsreaders dancing in tuxedos. <laughs> and uh, one here says, I was told escorting was eeny, easy money. And so went out and, uh, but said, you know, having stayed at a very plush London hotel, treated to drinks, dinner and some very intelligent conversation... They were the exceptions. Most of the time, it was just going to run-down tower blocks, parking in dodgy areas of London, and going into flats that smelled of wee. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. What is this kind of fantasy of a kind of opulent restaurant and a car being sent for you yeah. and and going and oh, who are these people it just doesn't it just doesn't happen like that no it doesn't but they, but they have to make it it's like that's why when 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 pretty woman came out and you think they don't look like that there are a few out there they're mainly russian and they're mainly in up, up market nightclubs they're not hanging around hotel foyers no. you know because they've got it sussed out that you would sometimes you wouldn't even know that they were prostitutes but what they, one of the journalists, I think I told you, did a, did a feature, went into this London nightclub, few very well, um, encountered lots of Russian girls, staggering looking, but all they wanted, you, you take me shopping, you buy me present, you take me to Mapping and Web, you buy me something nice, some jewellery maybe, and you think that's what it comes down to now. It's not necessarily the cash, it's the items that they, they can get out of people. Yeah. And they did do a great programme on the television years ago, which they should do a follow-up, and it looked at a girl who worked the streets, mm. prostituting, a girl who sat doing phone sex, who turned out to be a 60-year-old grandmother, yeah. Who was going, 
hello, you're very sexy. And she looked a bit like Mary Margulies, which was a bit of a shame. And, um, and then there was another woman who had five clients and they paid for her flat and she only saw these five men. Yeah. And they all knew that there were other people, but it didn't come into it. She, she allotted her week and her time to them. Yeah. And sort of listened to their woes and everything else. Yeah. Quite clearly, a lot of worried women listening, I should imagine, at the moment. <laughs> it is very bizarre, isn't it? It's very it's, bizarre. It is most peculiar. But we, we do like... We do like uh, Children in Need. It raises some money for charity. Yeah, and that, that's wonderful. Just don't like the newsreaders dancing. No. Or anybody else. Don't like anybody from soaps dressing up and being silly. You know, no. But I don't know what else we can think of, but... Um, Pudsy? I don't even really like the word. No, not even, no. Silly name. I don't know what it is, anyway. What else? S- well, Subo, living in a yes. council flat. Spurning luxury mansions, buying a shabby cat's house. She's only earning 100,000. She can't afford to move into a mansion. Luxury. The only person who's going to make money out of that is Simon Cowell. Exactly. Subo's going to move to a luxury mansion and start <laughs> sleeping with £500 an hour gigolos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a headline you'll not be reading in the newspapers. <laughs> she said she, she doesn't want to move because her cat can't move. Her cat, no, because the cat's no. very sad. And yet she's managed to stay in America for the last God knows how long, so obviously the cat survived. That very peculiar version of wild horses that doesn't sound anything like her. Well, I... Do you know, it doesn't, does it? Yeah, it's a different woman. It's, it's a it's different a, woman auto-tuned. sort of tune. I'm thinking, that's the voice of a 19-year-old. Yeah, that's not Subo. It's not Subo. We know. We know. Although, strangely, I spoke to somebody upstairs during the week, and he said, he said, I love that version of wild horses. So I said, you know, it was a Rolling Stones number. He said, was it? I don't know where people think these songs come from. You know, they're all out of the stable, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, although June loved the Dara O'Brien interview. She said it was like a talking contest. It was very good. It was a talking contest, actually. We love him to pieces. Yeah, he was excellent. Yes. As was Jamie Cullum. You've done some very good interviews love in that Jamie spot Jamie Cullum. He was just fab. He's good, isn't he? He's rich. You know, he's, nice he's nice. Yeah. The only thing he Clever. won't do nice. is talk about... Won't talk about Sophie. Won't talk about Sophie. <laughs> but I made him. Slightly at the end. I made him slightly at the end. I said, I know you don't want to talk, but he said, no, he really doesn't like it. No. Chris Martin's like that with Gwyneth Paltrow. Really? And when we did a Southbank show with Chris Martin, he just absolutely refused to have her have anything to do with it. We did do one sequence where we were filming with him and she was in the back of the shot where Gary Barlow was singing Back to Good and and she happened to be there. And he wasn't... But but anyway, we kept it in. But, but they, you know, there's a a few of these couples, they just do not want their partner to be brought into it. Well, there's there's something nice about Jamie Cullum. There's something about him. I don't know what it was. He was just nice. I've got a friend of mine that was university with him and, it, and she says that he just has not changed since no, then he's, to now he's, he's I mean, the it same sounds awful to nice say ordinary but he's very ordinary he's not yeah. stuck he just gets up and plays he doesn't know how he puts a show together he just goes on stage and plays yeah. i thought he was quite charming quite charming they're a lovely couple i yeah. mean, i think that she's she's i really like her i think oh. they're very they're very good very nice couple okay uh, quarter to ten is the time don't forget you've only got f- um, an hour and 15 minutes to have a go for the How Low, it's the Steve Allen special for today. Finishes at 11. It's a Sony Vio laptop. Details coming up after the travel. James Worley. Hey, Steve. Delays from Seven Sisters up to Manor House on the 7... 7.3. Morning, everybody. 10 to... Uh, t- I was going to say 10 to 10, actually. It's 11 minutes to 10. You've got uh, one hour, 11 minutes to get your bids in for the How Low. It's a Sony Vio laptop for today. This one's got 250 gigabytes of hard drive well worth having. Uh, Jonathan survived a, a mugging the other day. It seems to be, in the run-up to Christmas, you're not safe anywhere. But this one has a happy ending. I was on uh, Dean Street in Soho, 11.30 at night. There's that cash point next to the Soho Theatre, and there's the one where there's two cash points and a tramp sitting in the middle. 
and what? always there begging. And I was just about to put my card in, and I put the card in, took £20 out, and as I was just about to take the money out, a passerby said, mate, mate, you've dropped a tenner. I looked down at my feet, and sure enough, there's a £10 note right next to my foot. The tramp says, yeah, it came out your pocket, mate, when you took your card out. You did, you dropped it. Slightly drunk, oh. very tired, having had independent verification, effectively, from somebody who didn't appear to know the other person, I bent down to pick up the tenor. At that moment, somebody leant in and pulled my card out of the machine, where I... Because they did it at the exact moment between taking the cash out and the card coming out. Yeah. That person, or somebody else, had obviously seen me put the number in, and yes. then the passerby went on, I picked up the tenor, the other person went in the other direction with the card, there I was, left, without my card, having somebody seen the number. But with a tenor? With, 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 with a tenor. So I, I've got telephone banking, and it was 11.30 at night. By 11.32, I cancelled my card. It took them three more minutes to get to the next cash point to withdraw money. At 11.35, they tried to take up £450 from my account, but my bank told me that it would have been, it had been blocked. At one in the morning, they tried to take out £200. At one thirty, they went to another cash point to take out £100. At 7am the following morning, they tried to take out the £10 that they'd given me. They'd lost. Yeah. So in the end, I made a tenner. But if I hadn't realised that it was a scam, because my only experience was somebody saying yeah. um, th that I dropped a tenner and then my card wasn't there. So I could have just thought that the machine had swallowed the card. Yes. But I realised it was a scam straight away. Yeah. So I rang, cancelled the card immediately. But if you hadn't had telephone banking, or if you hadn't realised it was a scam, I'd have lost money all night. Yeah. But what they were doing, very interestingly enough, is first of all they try, because they don't know what your limit is. So first of all, they've got somebody who has watched you doing the number. That's why I never, ever, ever take money out of a cash point at night in London. I don't take it out at garages either, I don't trust them. So what they've done is they've actually got the, the number. What they need now is the card. And that, that old trick of, oh, excuse me, you've dropped that. Automatically, your instant reaction is, oh, right, you, you pick it up. Look down. Even if I yes. hadn't picked it up, I'd have looked down for long enough. Yes, for them, them to, to take, take the, the card. card. All they've got to yeah. do is lean round and take it. So beware, tramps sitting by cash points, crooks. OK, let's work on the assumption every single one is bent. OK? And for that reason, when you take money out of cash points and somebody's sitting there going, you've got any spare change, you look at them and go, are you stupid? It's a cash point. It gives fivers and tenors. doesn't give change, does it? He was in the pay of the gang. Of course. That scam. Yes. So be very careful. This was on Dean Street. On Dean Street in Soho, next to the Soho Theatre. There's yeah. two cash points and there's a tramp that sits in between. Yeah. There's not just him. They rotate. There's different guys that sit there. You see, what you'd love to do... Oh, sorry, when was the last time I... There is a cash point that gives fivers out in Kingston, and it says on it, this cash point gives fivers out. Because I thought it was odd, because I took out £200 to go and buy something, and out comes £205 notes. And I'm standing there thinking, well, where are these going to go? But I'd love to go down to this cash point with a taser. And when they go, oh, sorry, mate, you drop that, go, Zzz. how funny would that be? Obviously not that funny. But the trouble is, be careful. We had it, one of the girls at uh, work went to use one in uh, Tavistock Square, and you've got to walk up steps to go to this cash point. And she got up there, and exactly the same thing. Somebody said, excuse me, I think you've dropped this. And it was three people, and she turned around and gave them a mouthful, and they ran off laughing. So be warned, th these gangs are out there. If you use a cash point in London, or most places, uh, there are people there who will, who will take your card. All they want's the card. They've seen you do the number. It's not difficult. And then you have to be very, so well very done to cancelling. Yeah. And I made however, a tenner. 
And you made a tenner. But I had to wait for the hassle of getting a new card and all of that and have changed the pin and it's all okay. of that sort of thing. So that's kind of okay, but it was a very, very clever scam. Yeah. Be warned. That's a very good, uh, a very good piece of advice on having telephone banking. I've got telephone banking now, so I can phone up and cancel. But I wouldn't, I would only use my cash bar. I watch. If there's anybody standing too close, I don't do anything. I just sort of stand there and wait. And I watch everybody. I'm really, yeah. you know, I'm very, very, very aware of it now. So if you're elderly and you're a little bit slow on things like that, be careful. If somebody says, oh, you dropped some money, think, did I have money in my pocket? If you didn't, it's not yours. So just go, it's not mine. And carry on doing it. Just make sure you keep it. Oh, well, that was good news. Well, I'm pleased about that. Um, B says, I've never, ever watched Children in Need. Am I unique? Um, possibly. Probably gets pretty good ratings. Yes, so. I think it would probably get good ratings. I don't know if people are still... You know, it's the old Wogan here again. The old Wogan. And I'm thinking, oh, God. Mind you, at least we didn't have to suffer with Fern Cotton doing it, thank God. <laughs> For that, I was eternally grateful, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Every five oh. You see, the trouble is, the more you pick these people I don't like, the more your blooming ratings are. <laughs> Could it be the twins of distant relations of Louis? Says somebody. Now that would be funny. <laughs> I think that would be funny. I think unlikely it has to be uh, has to be said. And uh, poor old Chatham says, "Where's your sense of humour?" The newsreader, especially with Fab, says, "Love your response." We're laughing here. Sharon, of course, who thinks she lives with somebody. It's a bit sad, really. She's all by herself, and she's laughing because she's looking into a mirror. What else we got? Well, there's, I haven't got that many. Oh, George Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know much about George Hamilton. Well, there's nothing. Is for you he to really know. a Hollywood legend? No, he's not. He's not really, no. is he? He's, he was always. Uh, he was an average actor. He was never a big star in Hollywood. He was he was mm. famous for the women he went out with. Uh, I think one being Alana Stewart, and the fact that he's permatanned. Yeah, and that's what he's famous for. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, you know, like you're you're famous for being devastatingly attractive and having lots and lots of children. He's famous for being permatanned. He used to put things between his toes so that he could tan in between his toes. Did he really? Yeah. How he's never had skin cancer, I've got no idea. He's tanorexic, isn't he? He is tanorexic. I don't... I mean, I do like tans. It has to be said. I mean, I'm, I'm quite a fan of, of tans. That's what do you think good. Of, yes. But, but, but just, you know, yeah. just when you're on holiday. What yeah. do you think of Joe Bugner? Um... He's the, he's the old boxer. Oh, yeah, he doesn't really look like a boxer, does he? No. I mean, he's sort of... I don't know. I he's a bit really... old now, doesn't he? Yeah. He talks about Muhammad Ali, but that was about 1,500 years ago. He seems slightly peculiar, like he might have been punched a few many well, times. He probably has been punched a few times as well, I'm afraid. Uh, Jan, I, I did see the man last week on Come Dine With Me. Uh, second to the, the clown lady. I do like Come Dine With Me. Yes, I love it as well. Yeah. I do love it. It's great. Love it. Is he eating biscuits next door? Oh, he's complaining about the number of biscuits, is he? Oh, Andrew Pierce always moaning. Oh, it's, too honestly, many biscuits. it's like dealing with a child. You have to bring things in to keep him happy now. Oh. It's costing me a small fortune. Mm. Luckily, I'm a lottery winner. Another tenner yesterday, so that's good. Uh, Joe Bugner is odd. Get him out, says Jilly. Yeah. Which is not good. Uh, whatever happened to Marilyn, the transvestite singing friend of boy George, is in the paper today. He's apparently ballooned and, uh, and is not working. But that's that's not at all surprising. They've said that boy George is going to go into I'm a celebrity. Get me not uh, the uh, celebrity Big Brother. Oh uh, right, It'd along be an with interesting one, wouldn't the cage he? fighter. Yes, be going into well, so they say. Brother, so I they don't say. think he will. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay's cooking dinner over Christmas apparently with Posh and Vex. Does no. anyone really? Well, care? Who cares? 
I do like Gordon, though. Yeah. I do like him. He hasn't had a very good time recently, has he? He's not. Mind so you, I don't think uh, Vicky. V- v- <laughs> Vicky Becker was saying in the paper the other day, the reason she looks so good all the time is because her and uh, the hubby are at it all the time. Oh, I, believe I don't believe married don't believe people that. are at it all the time. I don't believe those two are at it. They don't even live together, do well, they? Well, that's right. I mean, well, she's over here half the time and he's over there. And you spend about three nights a year together. <laughs> Probably enough, isn't it? Gordon Ramsay's had a lot of Botox now, hasn't he, to try and I even out like those wrinkles. There's something about him I like. I don't yeah. know what, I've interviewed him on a, on a few occasions and I like him. He's one of those likeable people. He's I know. got an awful lot of energy and Yeah. Sort of... And he looks good. Yeah. He looks good. Sadly, no more time. We, we, we have to send you on your merry way. Oh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. See, look, you came in it's nice. Now it's gone a bit... A bit grey now. A bit grey and overcast, which yeah. is a shame. Do we see you before Christmas? We must do, actually. Hope so. Yes, definitely. And then, of course, I'm here all over Christmas because I'm doing um, breakfast. Six till ten every day, so we'll drag you in during a daytime if you're not away with the family. Thank you very much indeed. Lovely to see you. It's Jonathan Levi. He'll be back with us very shortly. After the news, Darren's here, and we'll sort out all your uh, problems and your questions with computers. So uh, get them in, 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. Better you send them in on uh, email, please, because then we can deal with them a lot quicker. And I'll remind you again about our special How Low. Alcohol addiction. When an occasional habit gets... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome along. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast on LBC 97.3. Bit chilly in here, but we shall, uh, we shall warm the place up. Actually, I met a couple of people last night. In fact, I met quite a few people, actually, including uh, Kenneth, who uh, comes from Basildon. Kenneth was actually looking after us in the, uh, in the banqueting suite there. And I met Michael J. Fitch, the magician as well, who, in fact, was so excited because he'd listened to the programme last week and on the strength of listening to this programme, had downloaded the application to watch television. Oh, yes. So, as indeed had everybody else oh, yes. at the time. Been doing it, yes. Everybody downloaded it, saying, oh, no, oh, it's not real television, you're watching catch-up. I said, no, no, it's real Ooh, television. It is, it's live television. Yes. Live if you want the link, it's on the LBC's website. Yes. He also didn't know, because he can't pick up LBC where he is in uh, Essex, and so I said, well, there's, a, there's an LBC app. Yep. Which you can download as well, so you can pick that up on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how many people have now got iPhone magic. Yeah, there's, there's a, no end. Actually, I was to well, there's a very good one. Very, very good you one. Get yes, people to pick a card. Yes, it? yeah, that's very good. I have it. Have you? Yes. Can you do it yet? Oh uh, yes. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking of a card. What is it? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Come on. I want to use your spades. powers. Sorry. Seven of spades. Wrong. Well, you could have played along and gone yes. <laughs> I mean, for goodness sake, at least make the effort. At least make the effort. Anyway, let me just remind people very quickly that we have got the how low. It finishes at 11 o'clock this morning, so you've only got 53 minutes to go for it. I haven't actually, as you can see, read any of my uh, my text messages for a little while. <laughs> Hundreds of them. I'm trying to get through a little bit quicker. Uh, the Royal Variety, incidentally, is in Blackpool. No, I'm not. OK. Um, and this one here, the Sony Vio laptop. It's a top-performing laptop, looks great, stylish design, textured finish. Uh, this one's got 250 gigabytes of hard drive, so you can store everything on it. That's quite, a, quite an it's impressive... quite a good one, yeah. Very good Is it indeed. Windows 7 or XP or Vista? I don't know. Probably got everything, I should imagine. They're normally okay. sort of bang up to date. So the hammer comes down 11 o'clock this morning. OK, hammer comes down 11. And what you have to do is work out how low it's going to go. It'll go for pennies. It won't go for sort of something like £3. It'll go for £2 something. So what you do is you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. So to bid 36 pence, you text Steve, 36, and then send that to treble eight two one. OK? Competition ends at 11. Got to be over 16. Entries limited. £1.50 it will cost, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk 
for full terms and conditions. Finishes at 11, so uh, got to be quick there. I've been trying to guess what songs you've been doing on your Twitter page this week. Yeah, I, I, did, I did one the other day. Which one was this? Uh, well, Dawn got it straight away. Oh, did she? Yeah. And the one that you've currently got there, What's the Truth? Well, I Won't Bore You With the Truth. I think that's Shirley Bassey from a new album. Is that right? It is. Yeah. How did you know that? Because I've got the album. <laughs> oh, right. I thought nobody's going to get that one. Yeah. Nobody's going to get that one. Oh, that's good. Are you oh, going well a different done. theme next week? Yes, different theme next week. All oh, right, OK. I don't, I don't know what my theme is going to be. I haven't quite decided. Talking of music, uh, the high-end audio maker, Lin. Have you got a Lin audio system? They're beautiful. They are really no, nice. They're, they're very expensive. expensive yeah, oh, they've decided now that the CD, well, the CD player is now dead, according to them. So they're not making any more hi-fi equipment with CDs in it, which I think is quite controversial. What? Because if you just bought the new Beatles back catalogue, yeah. which is only available on CD, yes. <laughs> you wouldn't be very happy, would you? So I think we've got a little while to go before uh, CDs are dead. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Because I actually, I did something a bit naughty the other day, and I'm here to hold my hands up and admit it. When you come into our corridor at the end... I know exactly what you're about to say. There is you a big, nick some... There is a big music stand <laughs> yes. with, with Classic FM's uh, merchandise on it, and it had all their CDs. You didn't steal all the CDs, did you? Well, what I did one morning, I'd, I said, I'm going to take... So I took a CD off each section, and what I did was I took them home and I downloaded them... And then I brought them back. But, no, this is the odd thing. In the interim period of me taking the CDs, by the time I brought them back the next morning, somebody had taken all of the CDs and left the empty boxes. Mine were the only boxes oh, which dear. actually had the things in. And they're right under a video camera as well. So I was very honest. In fact, I did. I held my hand up. Because yeah. I, I downloaded the children's one, which was very good. Because Classic have got some great uh, CDs. Anyway, all of that's to one side. I did mention last week there was a big tribute to Danny LaRue. Oh, yes. Played him. And the dancers... I don't need the publicity, my dear. I let uh, the, let the public speak. I'm a very big, important <laughs> star, and I think you're impertinent. But anyway, strangely enough, there was a picture in the brochure of the dancers from Lane Theatre Arts. Mm -hmm. And I said to John, they're very, very good-looking. And lo because they were very, very good-looking dancers, almost exceptionally good-looking. Strangely enough, Betty Lane, OBE says, uh, I listen to your programme avidly every morning and I would like to invite you to visit the college over in Epsom. So that's very nice indeed. Epsom? As, yeah. Oh, well, it's my neck of the woods. That's not far from you, really. As well it, as yeah. training all these uh, good-looking dancers, they had Kerry Ellis. Oh, really? She was there. Ben Richards, Ruthie Henschel, Victoria Beckham, Hilary O'Neill, Summer Strallen, Leanne Rowe, lead in Dirty Dancing, and Reggie McDowell, lead in The Producers. So, Betty, thank you for that and I will take up your kind offer in the new year of popping down. So it'll be, they'll be adding an extra good-looking one. Let's get down to the, uh, the gadgets. The producer's got quite panicky on this one, actually. <laughs> so here we go. This is where we race through as quick as possible. Um, question from John. I can't open up my Firefox, but get the message. The procedure entry point, JS underscored save reg expatic, could not be located in the library JS3250.dll. Try starting Firefox in safe mode, which you do through going through the file and then starting safe mode. Mm -hmm. um, if it works, then you know it's one of the extensions that you've installed. If it still doesn't work, it means you've got some form of malware. And this is the stuff that downloads itself onto your PC by various ways. So run some of the anti-spyware that's mentioned on the LBC website. If you go to the gadgets page, there's advice on there where to download it from. Okay. Just don't type in spyware on Google and download the no, first thing. No, please don't. We've don't. told you before, don't, over don't, and over don't, again. don't, don't, yeah. yeah. But it sounds like a malware problem. Do you hear what Jonathan was saying about the cash points and the, uh, 
that's a very old it's scam. An old scam there's isn't a big it? sign in Marylebone station being uh, so please be aware of distraction theft it's called yeah. distraction theft naughty uh ollie dear Stephen darren I've just got the new 3GS iPhone. I've been hunting around for any apps that I can use a live webcam on it. I've downloaded a Skype app. You'd think the software was there to hook up your iPhone camera and Skype to create a webcam, but no. We can't find anything that works with Skype. There are various bits of webcam applications if you go to the store, but nothing that works particularly with um, Skype at the moment. I'm sure it's something that will be coming out soon. Yeah. But uh, you'd have to be on a Wi-Fi network to be able to transmit video, I would have thought. Right. And don't forget as well that the video camera is on the back of the phone so when you're using it you're not going to be able to see the picture of the person that you're talking no, to that's tra- oh, right. yeah so um that's a, that's a difficult one to think about okay if anybody knows that actually somebody told me something last night and i said well that's very naughty and it was an illegal application for an yeah, iphone if they've jailbroken their phone that's right yeah. yes that's exactly what it was i couldn't remember what it was called jailbroken jailbreaking yeah yeah it's quite common i'm told it is but it does for people contravene... who don't know what it is no don't explain it to them <laughs> oh all right no. whatever it is if anybody ever says do, do you want jailbroken no you, no, don't, you don't because no. it will invalidate your warranty yeah and that's the danger it'll be like all those people with xboxes who are turned off because you uh, you downloaded illegal stuff and they have the facility to turn it off. Makes me laugh. I was reading earlier on a story in the paper about people on Facebook who've been sending out horrible things to Jedward. Mm-hmm. The police will find you very, very, very quickly. Yeah. You've got no idea how fast they can find you, and they will be prosecuting. So if you've sent anything on the, on the internet, the internet is the fastest way to find people now. Every police station, length and breadth of this land, has a section that will deal with people who send abusive stuff on email, mm-hmm. and they prosecute. They don't waste any time, and then they turn your computer off. So it kind of screws up your Christmas. Paul says, when I compose an email on my word processing program and then cut the email to say Yahoo or Hotmail, Internet Explorer stops working and closes without the email being pasted. That's a curious one. I'd, I'd go to Firefox and download that. Try and try and work it with Firefox. Or actually, just type the email straight into the, uh, the new mail that you create within Yahoo mm-hmm. or Hotmail. There's obviously something going wrong with your Internet Explorer. You could try downloading that as well and reinstalling Internet Explorer, mm. see if that helps. But um, try Firefox, see if that helps at all. Okay. Was that your stomach? That was my stomach, yes. That's what I had yesterday. Yes. That really? Really, yeah, I was very ill last yes, night. But, but I, mine's like this every day. Oh, There's no, nothing new. I, I have um, gurgling going on. Oh. I don't know why. It's very peculiar. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Right, 10.15 uh, is the time. Check on the state of the roads for you this morning. James Warley. Thanks, Steve. We'll start on the A1, the Holloway Road, if you're heading into... <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's 19 minutes past 10. Actually, the good news is Tom Cheel, our reporter at LBC, is going off on Tuesday. He's going to spend the morning in Norway to witness the tree-cutting ceremony as we cut down the tree. We actually, uh, as you know, every year they send us a Christmas tree because we help them during the war. I wanted money and food, but apparently we get a tree. (laughs) (laughs) I never voted for it. But every year in Trafalgar Square, up it goes, the same tree... And can we have more lights on it this year? I don't want to be mean about it, but frankly, it's pretty poor. Have you seen the trees that are already in Trafalgar Square? No. There's an exhibition going on at the moment where they've imported trees from around the world. Oh, right. It's nice. But I've often said, you know, if the Norwegian Tourist Board could send us money instead of the tree, we've got our own trees, thank you. They've got money, have they, Norway? No, exactly. (laughs) Um, Another one here. Uh, Selfridges have the halogen oven on offer uh, for £35. The halogen oven's still going on. Have you ever got one? No, what I, I've got a norm, normal oven. Ah, but the halogen oven is quicker. It's quicker. I've got a microwave. Yes, all right. Yeah. Jackie in Dagenham yes. says, hope this finds you well. Well, actually, now you come to mention it, it was I've a week not last been well Tuesday. This not been well at all. No, no. I've got the gurgling stomach, my foot's hurting. 
You know, it's, it's not going well. Darren's got a gurgly stomach as well. Yeah. Next door, they're not well either. And does an iPod docking station work with the iPhone? My instinct tells me it will, but before I buy one as a gift for someone, I wanted to be sure. You have to check, because there are many, many iPod docking stations out there. You can get them from all sorts of manufacturers, not just mm-hmm. Apple. So you do have to check that it will specifically work with the brand, uh, with the model of iPhone or the iPod that you've got. Yes. So double check, just don't buy any docking station. No, don't. Right. So don't. <laughs> don't buy any docking station without checking first. It's good, isn't it? Lynn says, thank Darren and LBC for the advice and free download links on the website. I had malware problem that's now sorted. Surely good. And do you remember last week, I did it during the week, but uh, Bryn had trouble with his keyboard and you said it's the keyboard. Yeah. And it was the keyboard. He had a problem with it, yeah, the yeah, keyboard. Yeah. And we said it was the keyboard. Like, I'm kidding. Yeah. And so it worked out <laughs> quite well. Uh, right. Uh, Polish guy uh, says, I need a new mobile so phone. Polish or Polish guy? Probably Polish. I should imagine. Polishing, probably comes around polishing cars. Polisher? Yes. <laughs> he says, I need a new mobile phone, but with internet browsing. Which phone is better for internet browsing? iPhone 3GS or HTC HD... It sounds like a pencil. HD2. Um, that's depends a difficult on, one. difficult one to answer, really. Difficult one, that. They're both the same speed when they connect to the internet, depending yeah. on what network you're on. I instinctively would go for the iPhone 3GS. OK. Because you can do so much more in terms of applications. So much more. Yeah. So much, really quite a lot. There's not an app for the um, HTC yet. No. Although you can listen to LBC via the website, I think. We do like the iPhone, it has mm. to be said. Yeah. It has to be said. Uh, somebody's asked, you know, why the police don't do anything about the tramps sitting by the cash points. Well, because you can't just go and arrest tramps sitting by the cash points until you find them actually doing something. But to be honest, anybody who sits in between a cash point, as far as I'm concerned, gets a knee between the legs. I've had quite enough of these people begging. Why can't they just stand up? I wouldn't. I can understand if they didn't have any legs or something, but they're all, all seem to be perfectly able-bodied. I've forgotten a password for a password-protected Word document, says Rich. The open and modify one. Any way to retrieve. Well, that was a silly thing to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was silly. They're not going to make it very easy it. to find a password, because mm. that's the whole point. They always help me whenever I phone up First Direct, and they go, in your favourite address. Favourite address? Yes, you've got a favourite address on that one. And I go, I can't remember. She says, I can give you a clue. <laughs> it starts with number 10. It's exactly. And ends with street. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea. So I'm really sorry. I can't, I can't help you on that at all. I don't think there is a way of finding... No, once you've had a password, you have to start yeah, again, don't although you? Although someone afraid. else may correct us. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, good luck for that. Uh, David, any advice? When accessing my mail remotely from another computer, I can only see my inbox. I wish to refer to my sent mail. Icons are there for access. Uh, pressing sent always indicates there are no message in your sent box. Equipment, Windows, Vista, Basic. Right. Server, BT Internet. The way to see your outgoing mail in your... Um a mail server is to set it up as map IMAP rather than POP3. POP3 won't show you any of your sent mail from another computer. Or sorry, it's my tummy again. Access, I heard that as well. <laughs> so sorry. Or access your mail, all your mail, and send all your mail through webmail. Mm. And then you'll be able to see your sent mail. Ah, right. If you've done it as POP3, you won't be able to see right. the, the sent mail from any other what I'm getting computer. a lot at home on my, anybody and on AOL. All of a sudden you'll be there. Overnight I wake up and it's, it's turned itself off and restarted again. Well, that's probably due to Microsoft downloading updates. Yeah. Well, it's, ha- it's happening quite a lot. And then the other day, I was just Your about... Your computer is from the prehistoric Jurassic period, it's isn't it? nothing matter with the Flintstones. <laughs> I like the Flintstones. Wilma <laughs> sold it to him. It's not an antique. I paid a lot of money You're for it. You're using DOS 3.1, aren't you? What? Yeah. DOS so. what? What? Unos dos tres. <laughs> <laughs> there is too much butter on DOS MS tres. Five, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Windows 98 ME. Yeah. What's wrong yeah. with that? It's up to date. <laughs> 
I keep checking and it says you are up to date with your software. Yeah. Provided you need you're to ancient. go and buy a new one. You've been yeah. for a long time. Now. But I can't afford it. I've got other things. It's Christmas around the corner. The children won't eat. You know, what can I tell you? But uh, anyway, so it goes back on. But because of LBC's new system, I have to log on again to LBC to get my mail at home. It doesn't remember it in the computer. That's a security issue, though. Deliberate. It's de- deliberate to be yeah. security. Yeah, Drives yeah. me mad. Uh, Steve says, Anne, I've been unable to listen to LBC on my laptop. I'm running Windows XP, which I bought. I get a message telling me to download an update for Media Player and to run into problems. I try closing open Windows and get a frightening message from Task Manager. In desperation, I restart the laptop. Please help. Go to LBC's website. There's an entire list of solutions to your listening online to LBC. Oh, go on there. Yeah, there's a whole load. Is it easy to find? It's easy to find, yeah. Oh, right, it's easy to find. Although I can't find it at the moment. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually having a look even as we speak. If you... Oh, uh, yeah, here you Actually, it's across... It's very easy to find. If you go yeah. to listen, and then it says listen live, FAQ, frequently asked questions. FAQ. I like that. I've just seen James O'Brien. James O'Brien where? With the, with the Fonz. Yes, he was in the other day, Henry, Henry Winkler. Yes. Because he's doing Panto. Who's... James O'Brien, that's the show every day, isn't it? <laughs> he is doing Panto. Yeah. No, no, that'll be coming up later. We'll have travel, won't oh, we? Right, okay. We'll have travel. Who's now? Ad- I, d- I noticed Simon Calder is now advising the producer to sue for defamation. <laughs> this word bandied around quite a lot recently. <laughs> Last time I shared my Satsumas with you. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, can you tell me the best free antivirus download at the moment, says Richard? Again, go to the LBC site and look under Sunday Supplements. Yeah. There are links there to the ones we recommend. OK. Do touchscreen phones take a lot of power? Because I have to recharge my battery often. Yes. Because oh. if you've... Um, if, you're, if you leave things on like the wireless connection, it's draining your battery quite a lot. If you've got your mail being checked every minute or so, mm. again, that's draining your battery. And if you're watching videos and listening to lots of music, again, that drains your battery. So... If you don't need the Wi-Fi on, turn it off. Yeah. You can lower the brightness on your iPod or your iPod Touch or iPhone, rather, and that will uh, help preserve the battery as well. And actually, in the Apple Store and online now, you can buy these little packs that if your phone starts to run out, yeah. just whack the pack on the back, and it gives you another day's worth of power. All right. Uh, Mike says, I've tried to install AVG antivirus software, but it wouldn't do it. It said I had an old version of Roxio CD Creator version 5 that caused a conflict with AVG. I looked on the Roxio website, but couldn't find an upgrade for such an old version. What can I do? Um, the reason you can't find a version that will upgrade for that is it's too old. So either go to download.com and get a free version of um, any DVD or CD burning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll remove the Roxio you've got anyway, and then install AVG, and then have a look at a free version. OK. Uh, Angela says, when Windows Vista was changed to Windows 7, all of the photos on the PC were lost, except those on the hard drive. Can I retrieve them? No, I'm a bit confused uh, by that question. Are you? Should I read it read again? It, read it again. OK, when Windows Vista was changed yeah. to Windows 7, yeah. all of the photos on the PC were lost, except those on the hard drive. Right, is there stop a way there, of- stop there. Your PC is your hard drive. Oh, it? oh, you've only got 30 seconds. Well, uh, we're a bit confused because the photos would be on your hard drive somewhere. Yeah. So what I would do, go into search, type in star.jpg, ask it to search, and it will find where your JPGs are. Or yeah. you can do star.jpeg, and again, it will tell you where they are. OK, excellent. Uh, Darren's back with us uh, with Petri on Friday evening, and you can go to the LBC webpage and check out the gadgets section. Thank you very much, indeed. He's also back on Tuesday with some events of where to go. This is LBC 97.
26 minutes to 11 on Simon Calder's Travel Clinic this afternoon from 2 here on LBC. As another Antarctic expedition ship hits trouble, trouble, should we leave the seventh continent to the penguin? Simon hopes to talk live to the tour leader aboard the Russian icebreaker that got frozen in this week. And from the deep south to the high Alps, is there such a thing as a planet-friendly ski holiday? You can warm up with a passage to Cochin in India, Simon's destination of the week. And if you're online, wait for this, you can apparently watch proceedings in the studio live, courtesy of the LBC webcam. Seeing is believing on the travel clinic. Well, I, I want this on my show. I want to be seen and believed. And I'm quite sure that after the news at 11 this morning, Andrew Pearce would like to be seen and believed as well, because we've got cameras. But I'm just worried about whether, whether they're going to make me look attractive or not. Well, cameras can't lie, so how could they possibly? That's not very nice, is it? I'm a bit hurt by that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, because it's the one here, so you get a great view of the side of your head. Is that a new camera? No, that one's been here for ages. Oh, right. And then there's the one over there as well. Which is the other one. So we've got two in the studio. Okay. But so which way, so they have them on for Simon Calder's programme. What do people just sit and watch Simon Calder? What does he do? Crosswords or something? Is he doing something different on the programme? He's doing what? Dance moves. He's <laughs> doing dance moves. Sorry. Gone over you. You're a bit old for dancing, aren't you, anyway? So, uh, happening after the news at 11 this morning, Andrew? No, I, I'm not too old. I'm a big fan of Strictly Come Dance. But last night I watched X Factor for the first time. It's better, isn't it? It more entertaining, more yeah. yes. I don't think any of them can sing very well, I have No, they to tell can't. You. Well, you see, everybody said this. You, as a newspaper man, know that. Me, as an expert, having been on the Lawrence Olivier Committee for two years, know yeah. exactly. They cannot no, sing. No. They're very, very, very average. And people go, oh, vote for Stacey, vote for nobody this. nobody of the calibre of um, Leona Lewis or no. the one who won last year, no. Alexandra Burke. Burke. No, you're right. Uh, That's why everybody said it's the worst one ever, so it's yeah. going to be those two imbeciles. No, they, 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 they are bad. Yeah, but they're entertaining. They're far more yes. entertaining than somebody who stands there like a, a plank. Yeah, I was, quite, I was quite surprised by how bad they were, actually. Yeah. And this is after they've gone down all the line and they've sung all their tunes and they're now hoping for a record deal. <laughs> Not one of them could sell a million. No, I, I have to say, though, I think it proves how good a singer George Michael is, because those yes. songs are difficult. And also, how good people are in West End Theatre who yeah. sing live every, every night. night. And they get out there, and they don't go, oh, could you, you can sing a Queen song. If you work in West End Theatre, you can sing. These people cannot I, I, sing. I saw Oliver with that girl who won a reality Yeah, Jodie Prenger. What a fabulous voice. Yeah, great voice. When she sings um pa 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 um pa pa um pa Brilliant, I do that. isn't it? I go around the sitting room with that, jump up on the furniture. It's one of my favourite songs. Is it? It's one of the favourite parts of the movie, isn't yeah. it? That part of You're lucky like a bit of action, don't yes. you? Yes. A bit of action down in the docks. And talking of action, I'm talking Europe today, after the mm -hmm. disgraceful stitch-up that got Baroness Who... As the High Representative we for Foreign Affairs, Baroness Who. Who is she? The Prime Minister apparently got her name wrong. That's a surprise. Funny that. There's uh, a surprise. So I'm talking about Europe. I'm also going to Did you see him in Cumbria, the Prime Minister? Yeah, we're going to be going Shouting up, up at a woman and think, uh, have, have we done enough for you? I know. Well, we're going to be going to Cumbria with Sky to see yeah. the latest update. I'm also going to be talking about drugs, not the sort that um, uh, people take on a Saturday night, but why can't we have more access to drugs that save our lives? Yes, there's just been another drug that's been liver denied drug. people. Yes, the liver drug. Very, very because it's so expensive. Too expensive, and what cost, really, making people mm. better? Yes. And um, my guest today in the studio is John Nicholl, of course. He, next week, begins the investigation into the Iraq war. He knows all about Iraq wars, because he was a hostage of Saddam Hussein for eight weeks. Yep. And he's written a very powerful book. What, in eight weeks? No, he's God. written a very powerful book <laughs> about say. the role of medics <laughs> in, 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 in the armed forces. And right. uh, I went to the book launch last week where the ubiquitous Sarah Brown pitched up. Again? Yes. She got an agent. Yes. It's amazing. It's extraordinary. It's it is quite everything. extraordinary. She's oh, pitching no. up for everything yeah. now. She was more... She'll be on the X Factor next week, supporting Jedward. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the Prime Minister's told us who he's supporting, but I've forgotten who it is. 
Yes, I think he said he liked Stacey, but the trouble is... That's because it's the only girl left. It is. But, it, well, I say girl, I mean, you only have to look at her realise she, she's a bit like a horse. Dagenham's finest. Dagenham's finest, I know. It doesn't say much about Dagenham, does it, really? Anyway, lovely yeah, to see you. My family's from Dagenham. Yes, exactly. Well, in fact, I, we're also... Why, yeah, we're also from that, that neck of the woods. We're sort of Gants Hill. Oh, that's posh. Really? To Dagenham. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, Wanstead? That, Very posh. Oh, was it? Until they put that big road through it. Yes. Which ripped the heart of it. Brentwood? That's posh too. That's why they've got the very smart private school. God, you've ruined it completely now. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm not. Dagenham isn't posh. No, it's not. Thank you. Under any circumstances. Okay, off you go. Andrew Pierce with you after news at 11 o'clock this morning here on LBC 97.3. Off you go. Just go. Goodness sake. A couple of events taking place. Uh, a Christmas fair in uh, Hampton. This is on the 28th in association with the first Hampton Hill Sea Scouts. And Eel Pie Island on that weekend having open studio weekend in Twickenham. So good luck to them. So the Environment Trust, the Christmas Fair in Hampton, which is Saturday the 28th, with the Hampton Hill Sea Scouts, and then Eel Pie Island, the Open Studio Weekend, over there as well. Thank you very much indeed to Sarah for telling us about that one. Thank you very much indeed to Gwen for sending me a Christmas card, because now everybody knows that I'm obsessed with sprouts. All I get is Christmas cards with sprouts on the front, which I don't mind, actually. You can't upset me with sprouts. I'm very happy. Thank you very much indeed. Don't forget, you've got 21 minutes left. 21 minutes left to get your entries in for the How Low for the Sony Vio laptop. Don't think that it won't be you, because there's a very good chance it could be you. 84850 steve at I'm just checking very quickly. We get a lot of uh, your... Um, a lot of your texts and emails in that come in after Darren has left the studio. So I whiz through them just to find out, because as soon as he's left the studio, we can't do any more, which is a little bit, uh, a little bit strange, actually. Uh, another one here says, Steve, you've just breached copyright law, despite your honesty. You didn't buy the CDs, however you copied them. No, but we own them. We own them. The company that I work for own them. You don't have to. It's got nothing to do with breaching, and uh, you don't need to pay a royalty. Sorry? Well, it's sort of, but, I mean, we owned them, frankly, and they were on, on offer to all the staff here, so uh, I don't think the police will be knocking on the door. I should have kept them. I'm going to go back and nick the CDs again then, OK? Let's make it worthwhile. <laughs> so kind of makes it more interesting, doesn't it? Uh, another one here. Very. I'm trying to find it, actually. This one, very quickly. I've just received the complete Faulty Towers DVD box set from Amazon, along with Father Ted. The best one. Both series, sadly, not long enough or cut tragically short. I don't think you needed any more Faulty Towers. I think it had a natural ending. Well, that's what I thought. I mean, I could be wrong, but I thought it had a natural ending. And Father Ted, of course. I loved Father Ted. In fact, when you watch them again, you will, you will, you will, you will. I used to love her. Uh, would you have a cup of tea? No, Mrs Doyle. You will, you will, you will, you will. Nothing <laughs> like that. Uh, eight for eight five oh. Can you please tell me, how does the television reporter connect their inter-video link works when the reporter send report by live connection? They've got a little satellite dish. They've got, yes, a carrier pigeon works fairly well. No, they have little satellite dishes, and that's how they do it. It's fairly simple, actually. You can get ones, it's like reporters filing in, you know, to radio stations. But you'll hear a little bit later on with Andrew, because they'll be doing it from Cumbria on the programme. Uh, a lot of people's computers freezing up. Phones. My phone froze up the other day, and I just had to remember how to how to turn it off, and then just turn it on again. And it, it kind of kind of works, I think, at the moment. Thank you, incidentally, for all the information about the lights, which is very good indeed. Eight four eight five zero Steve at LBC dot co dot uk. Uh, one here very quickly. Uh, this is uh, the Daily Star today. 
Free webcam for every reader. I think everybody's got a free webcam, haven't they? The X Factor twins, John and Edward, being frozen out by show rivals. No, they're not. Don't believe a word of it. And if you fancy a piece of Robbie Williams, he might cost you an arm and a leg. But stump up the cash and you could be heading up the money charts. The 35-year-old body singer wants City Fat Cats to pledge £50 million to back him as he considers shunning a new record deal. Well, he made £80 million out of EMI, and I don't think they've got their money back, so I wouldn't risk it. I really wouldn't. I don't think he's a, a good bet at all at the moment. I don't think he's made enough money for the, uh, for the company, and he's not... So, I mean, JLS have knocked him off the top, so that's uh, fairly good. Amy Winehouse makes the paper today. Did you notice it got bypassed very quickly? Short while ago, uh, the boys, William and Harry, got their mother's money. They came into their mother's money. What have they done? They've set up a foundation. Why do you set up foundations? Because there are tax benefits to setting up foundations. That's what they do. And the moment I heard it on the news the other day, I got quite excited. I thought, ah, we've been saying to people for ages and ages that if you've got a lot of money coming in, a few million, you set up a foundation. Any rich pop star... Any movie star worth their weight in salt or whatever has set up a foundation. George Michael's got one. Elton John's got one. All sorts of people. All sorts of people. So uh, that's how you do it. And it's all perfectly legal. Uh, You were so right about Jimmy White's hair. The top looks very weird. (coughs) As for Jordan, says Anna, I hope they keep making her do the jungle trials. She wants the attention. Well, she's getting the attention. The trouble is everybody else is in there. It's a bit dreary, aren't they? Uh, Who's going out on uh, the road again? Peter Kay. The reason he's going out on the road is because it's going to generate lots and lots of money. I hope you're one of those people who went down to see Mariah Carey turning on Christmas lights. Actually, the truth of the matter is she wants turning on, not so much turning on Christmas lights as flogging a new CD and a new perfume, or an old perfume remade. And uh, Wayne Rooney, his gay cousin, wants a baby. And, uh, and there's a picture of Stephen Rooney. He is desperately unattractive, poor soul. Bit of an embarrassment all round. Uh, <coughs> Gary Bushell, he's really past his sell-by date at the moment, Paul Soul. He said, I'm angry with I'm a celebrity, or to be precise, you the viewers, because he likes Katie Price, and so he doesn't like the idea that we're actually sort of putting her through for all the things. Well, I mean, I'm not, but many of you must be. I'm, I'm being quite good, actually. That'd be the last thing I'd be wanting to do is, is vote on something like that. In a moment, we'll have a look through the papers and find more stories. Gordon Ramsay, as we said before, Jonathan told you, he's going to cook dinner for the Beckhams as they get together on Christmas Day. (coughs) Excuse me, why that makes a full page? I've got no idea. They've known each other for donkey's years. They either go to the Dorchester or they they go and sit round uh, the Ramsays. Just normal kind of thing that families do, I suppose, at Christmas. 16 to 11. With the travel, James Worley. Thanks, Steve. On the North Circular in the Ealing area, long delays through the... Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's 12 minutes to 11. 12 minutes left... Have a go for the Sony Vio laptop. Go on, give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Could be your day today. Could be your day. Susan Boyle apparently has kept a diary. Don't believe a word of it. I think somebody's written it for her. you. Could just you read it and you think, wait a minute, I've seen her on television. I've seen the way this woman talks. This is not Susan Boyle, but she's going to sing for 15 million viewers. She's recorded it. Okay, it was done last night. What you'll see tonight will be a recording. Will she be singing live? Probably not. Does Stacey Solomon have a new boyfriend? They're trying to pretend she's going out with Ollie. She's not. No chemistry there whatsoever. And a poor BBC newsreader is apparently the victim of a lying internet hate campaign and the jealous colleague, they say, is the prime suspect. It's all, and it all turns out to be a newsreader who has got a Wikipedia entry. Why? I've got no idea. They're not famous enough to have a Wikipedia entry. And uh, somebody has hacked into it 
because they're quite easy to hack into, and written all sorts of unkind things about her, about the fact she's slept her way to the top and done all this... Well, I'd never even heard of her. So how on earth she could have slept her way to the top, I've got no idea. But that's there. Kevin O'Sullivan today was talking about that horrid, horrid programme the other week, which was the Celebrating the Carpenters, something that must make even Karen Carpenter turn in her grave. The good news was Amanda Holden promised, I'm not going to sing and ruin your evening. Thank the Lord for that, he says. But Amanda's soppy co-host Ronan Keating, the Noisettes and other inappropriate pop plodders, were not so kind and did sing very badly. And Kevin writes, rainy days and crappy television specials always get me down. Because that's exactly what it was. It was absolutely ghastly. I don't know why. If you're hosting a programme, for God's sake, don't sing on it, please. It just, it's embarrassing for everybody concerned. You know, don't sing, you can't sing. And especially not Carpenter songs. That's awful. Uh, a good week for Peter Andre, because he spent time with the kids, Princess, Junie and Harvey, while his ex can stay in the jungle as long as she likes, as far as I'm concerned. David Van Day's verdict is, um, at the moment, down the bottom, Joe Bugner. You know, he's just passed his sell-by. Lucy Benjamin, forgotten she was in there. Stuart Manning, dull. She says, to call him dull as dishwater is unfair to dishwater. He is the most boring man under the sun. What a dreadful... You know, you can have anything said about you. You know, he's too tall, he's too short, he's got freckles, he wears glasses, he's too fat. You know, he's too lopsided, whatever it has to be, he's too bald, whatever. But to say you're dull is the worst thing you can ever have. And unfortunately, poor Stuart is the most boring plank under the sun. He's well... In, in, he's very in very good company because Kim, I'm afraid, you know, is equally boring. Once we've seen the tidying up routine, frankly, she does boring as hell anyway. I mean, you'd actually be taking things to get rid of her. Gino De Campo can't bear him at all. Now we know about his past thieving. Not very good. The only person getting the headlines is Katie. Uh, George Hamilton, a bit dreary. Not a big Hollywood star at all. Sabrina, good God, I mean, who is she? Even more boring than Stuart Manning. Colin and Justin disappearing, I'm afraid. I mean, I, you know, neither funny away from that programme or on it. Uh, Samantha Fox, we think she'll win. We're, we're, we're going to put our money on Samantha Fox. Oh, and Lloyd Daniels. Oh, don't worry. He's dating somebody. He's got a girl. It's a girl he met in McDonald's. He always looks as though he's a bit frightened, doesn't he? Uh, X Factor favourite Joe McKeldry, that's the very camp one, I'm afraid, has demanded the public have a say in how the show is run. None of this is true, of course. And Susan Boyle is now looking for Mr Wright. No, she's not. She's quite happy the way she is. And here's uh, Kai Rooney. That's Wayne Kai Rooney, who was out the other day, the 19-day-old son. Nice to see that Colleen has piled on the old pounds out there with, uh, with Mum, or as we call her, Gran Colette. Oh, that's where they got the Colette from. That's just where they got it wrong earlier on in the programme. Victoria Beckham wearing wholly inappropriate clothes and barely, as I say, poor soul can barely walk in them. And uh, the brother of uh, murdered Harry Potter star Rob Knox is set to star in EastEnders. Jamie has already auditioned for the BBC soap, and sources say the good-looking teenager wowed producers. Well, it doesn't mean to say he's got a job, does it? It just means to say they're trying to get some publicity for him. There's also that couple kidnapped by the Somalian pirates. Uh, I don't know where these pirates think they're going to get this money from. This couple haven't got any money. They're certainly not going to get four million not even get 500,000. They're going to get nothing. They don't have any money. All their money went into, uh, into the boat as they were going round. Do you know more pensioners are turning to crime? More pensioners. We were told the other week it was the middle classes. Now it's pensioners. Let's just put it down to just about everybody's turning to crime, especially those sitting by cash points. Uh, and I thought it wouldn't be too long. This is uh, Katie Green. Go on, Katie Green. Who is she? She sold her story on why she went out with 
Lembit Opic. And the reason is because she was quite clearly so desperate for publicity, it was a lot cheaper to go out with him and survive all the brickbats that she's going to get from all the people going, you are desperate, uh, as opposed to going and hiring somebody proper like Max Clifford. So, uh, so here she is talking about her dreary existence. Just another model. Just another model. Not even very exciting, I'm afraid. So we'll move over there. Maxine Carr wants you to pay for a festive fun. I've got a few ideas of what to do with a Christmas tree, Maxine. Don't know whether you'd be uh, up for it. And the stampede for this, uh, the best-selling toy for 20 years. Made in China, I should imagine. They reckon it's going for 50 quid. It doesn't even look like a hamster. Doing me mad. Hamster, go, go, going. And they've been for- Parents, they say, desperate for, are forking out six times the normal price. Must be stupid. Can't think of anything more daft. Daily Mail today, the Speaker's wife and her CB lies about her Oxford degree. I like these sort of stories. And this is the wife of uh, John Burko, who was sacked from a leading city firm after it claimed she'd lied about having a degree from Oxford. I don't know, everybody lies, don't they, about things? What difference does it make? Who cares? It's like if I put down on my CV, Steve has got an A or BA honours and all the rest, it's not going to make any difference to whether I can do the job, I don't think. Uh, George Hamilton's claim that she stood him up for the king. What really happened on my night with Elvis by Angie Best. Come Christ, we've dredging. We've scraped the bottom of the toilet now, I'm afraid, for that kind of story. So we'll leave that one. Very sweet, dear, but uh, not that sweet. And uh, there's a foil reindeer in Aldi for 89p. Meant to look, I suppose, like those other ones which we've got everywhere at the moment. Uh, we mentioned Diana's surgeon, Hasnat Khan. Not an attractive man. And, um... What have we got here? Quickly, I'm whizzing through, because we've only got a few minutes left. I want to try and find more of these um, more of these stories in the papers that either get you going or don't. Oh, what is it? Next week, a Dame Shirley Bassey CD. Now there's a singer. You see, that's what they need to do. They need to put somebody like that on. There's no good putting mentors on. Like Even, even the boys from Queen admitted they didn't think they were all that. They thought they were very brave to tackle Queen songs. But to be honest with you, as these, these people are rank amateurs, I said before, all you've got to do is wonder why they weren't working as singers. Because nobody considered them good enough, I'm afraid. Lauren Booth, rather dreary columnist. 60,000 cockroaches, 10,000 crickets, six giant breasts, and not one belly laugh. And certainly weren't when you were in there, were the love? In fact, you were possibly the most boring person we'd ever had. And uh, the Gruffalo has landed his own television show, which reminds me to tell you that Cheryl Cole has apparently landed her own show. Gold knows what she's going to be talking about. I cannot imagine. Perhaps it'll be a celebrity one. Perhaps it'll be at Cheryl Court singing and talking. There'll be subtitles, won't they? They'll never sell it to America. But they've said that, um, that it's going to do very well in the ratings. You see, big mistake as far as I'm concerned. Might be good sitting on a panel when, uh, when you've got Louis Walsh and people like that on there to help her out. But unfortunately, by herself, lame. Lame, lame, lame. Uh, Steve... Do you realise your picture has just appeared in the Richmond and Twickenham Times this week alongside John Austin? Is this last year's lights switch on? I don't know. I shall tell you, actually. I shall, I shall have a look at it and tell you... What, oh, God, I don't know. Can I open that? Gary, can I open that picture? I don't know. There's, is, that an, is that an attachment there? There's nothing there. There's nothing there, Scott. You didn't send the attachment, which is a shame. He said, I wasn't sure if you were switching them on again this year. I can't. It's the, uh, they've got a couple of the Harlequins... Boys doing it. A couple of the Harlequins. Uh, Camilla Dallerup says that Jordan is a saint. Right. And, of course, that big clean-up in... Cup- You've never seen so much water, have you? Water, water everywhere. And they'll talk about that with, uh, with Andrew Pierce after the news at 11 o'clock this morning. You've got three minutes, very, very quickly, three minutes 
to get your bids in for the Sony Vio laptop. Lowest unique bid will win. Come on, could be somebody in these last couple of minutes who's going to walk away with it. You've got to bid quickly, very, very quickly indeed. If you do it, you can just about get in. Competition ends at 11 o'clock this morning. You text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So to bid pound eighty. you text Steve, one eighty. In a text, you send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 11. Must be over 16. Entries are limited. Cost pound fifty for your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. Do let me know if it's you. Just send me a, a text or an email during the week. Hope you've enjoyed the programme. I shall be back with you tomorrow morning at five. Five o'clock. Can do my sleep, actually, after the Magic Circle banquet last night, which was absolutely tremendous. So well done to everybody concerned. I shall hopefully be back with you tomorrow morning. And as we... We're pr- practically at Christmas. Practically at Christmas. And uh, I have got your present, Johnny. It's very small, and it runs on batteries. OK? So that's it for this morning. If you go to LBC dot co dot uk you can check out podcasting it's very easy i spoke to a lot of people last night at the uh, at the circle and they were going i think i could just about manage podcasting i can't can i get the free one and is, is this change on the date yes everything it's all up there and as soon as the pictures are up the gorgeous pictures which we had taken the other day then uh, you'll be the first to hear about them have a nice day thank you for your company this morning as i say back with you tomorrow morning after the news which is next at 11 andrew pierce is here on lbc you think you'd wake in a house fire. You'd smell the 